Hey. Hi, Twitch chat slash YouTube. How's it going? My name is Adam, and we are here for another solo adventure. Well, I guess not solo, because Paul's technically here, right? Paul's technically, technically, technically Paul is here. Paul's here. Technically, and, yes. And we're going to go on an adventure together. Uh, and we're playing another of the fighting fantasy books, but this time we're playing The Forest of Doom. And we actually got the old book. Uh, like I'm excited about that. Yeah, we got the actual original book. So, But I was also gifted, I, I guess, at uh, Magic Fest Seattle. Um, I was gifted the new copy by uh, Twitch user Kumatsu. He oh, gave nice. me like the newer, the new, the re, the remastered version, I guess, of the book. So I have that as well. Shout out to him. Thanks a lot for that gift. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, but before we start, we got to do a couple things. This show is brought to you by, first of all, Wormwood Gaming. Uh, they provide us with these dice trays and the DM screen and a bunch of other stuff back here. Very high quality. Very good. And if you use the code LRR, or LRR, you get free shipping in the US and everywhere else, use LRR World for $10 off shipping. Oh, I gotta do it, don't I? Wormwoodgaming.com. I can't remember what I was supposed to say. The, the bones of trees and the skins of beasts. All right. Yeah, it it's not the same when you're doing it all yourself. Yeah, right? it's not the same, right? It's like you. It's supposed to. It's like in response to somebody else. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. I need to like. I like it when Ian's doing it and I get ready, right? Mm. But there's no build up. I can't like get myself. <laughs> I can't get ready for myself. Like, ooh, Adam's gonna say the thing. And I'm like, oh boy. Um, and also this show and all of our other shows, the under the Loading Ready Run umbrella, are brought to you by you Patreon.com/slash/LoadingReadyRun. You are the reason why I'm able to read this silly fighting fantasy book on stream. You are the reason why we are able to do Road Quest. You are the reason why we are able to do uh, the panelists and everything else. So thank you very much. We're very lucky to be able and to do what we do. The Sidewalk Slam that you guys were we just We just filming. recorded Sidewalk Slam. So yeah, we, hopefully I'll get that out this week. Hopefully, if I can find time. <laughs> so we'll see. But anyway, now that we've got that out of the way we have to dive into book number three in the fighting fantasy book series we skipped a book so the first book we did was the warlock of firetop mountain mm -hmm. and then uh technically the second book is citadel of chaos but this is the book i remember playing as a kid because i just remember this cover i don't remember what happens yeah like i mean the there, there isn't like a, it's not like there's a plot that continues. I mean, there, there no. was a sequel to the Warlock of Firedown Mountain, but that was like book fifty or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were thinking about like just skipping to that and playing that, but I mean, like it's probably a way better game too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm hoping book fifty was a lot better than <laughs> book one. Uh, who knows? Eh, we're not sure. So first of all, we're gonna read the back. I think there's like a description on the. Actually, uh, quickly before we start. Yep. Uh, did want to um, uh, mention the oh, Dice shoot. Friends one-shot that's happening uh, July 29th. So yes. that's not next uh, Monday, but the week after. Uh, is We're going to be doing a special uh, Dice Friends where we're going to be uh, having uh, Adam Koble come in. Uh, and you may know Adam from uh, the PPR that he was at. Yep. Where he did... Uh, 
he was an awesome guest and uh also the um the game that you guys uh did up at uh magic fest yeah is going to be uh he he's been um putting that together and that's i believe he said that's going to be uh up on youtube pretty soon too so yeah he got a hold of like the actual uh the copy of the file like yeah, the recording yeah. or whatever so yeah that's exciting it was a good session too i had a lot of fun playing it so i got to play like if the big Le- like the dude from the big lebowski was a loxodon cleric that was my <laughs> All right. that was my, yeah so yeah you get to do that was that. your inspiration that was my inspiration yeah because i was supposed to be like super like non-violent and i didn't want to play like just like a oh nobody get hurt you know mm. just wanted more like oh everybody chill out and you're like relax so all right are we done we good we good to start i think we're good all right so i think i'm just gonna read the beginning part here all right the forest of doom only the foolhardy or the very brave would willingly risk a journey into darkwood forest where strange twisting paths wind their way into the eerie depths who knows what monstrous creatures lurk in the threatening shadows or what deadly adventures await the unwary traveler do you dare to enter hey that's me mm. that's me in a desperate race against time deep within darkwood your quest is to find the missing pieces of the legendary Hammer of Stonebridge, which was fashioned by dwarfs to protect peaceful Stonebridge against its ancient doom. What's the ancient doom? I, maybe to I find guess we'll out. find out, yeah. yeah. Not two, having the hammer, maybe. Two dice, I have four dice, a pencil and an eraser are all you need to embark on this thrilling adventure of sword and sorcery, complete with its elaborate combat system and a score sheet to record your gains and losses. Many dangers lie ahead, and your success is by no means certain. Powerful adversaries are ranged against you, and often your only choice is to kill or be killed. All right. Cool. Cool. So, the Forest of Doom, hey? Well, before we even start with the story, we have to make our character. And that means Otaku Jeff rides again. So. Oh, really? It's... it's it... Didn't Otaku Jeff, like, die horribly? No, at... I made it. To the end, I just ended up crying on the chest. Oh, right. I got to the end, and then the treasure chest was locked, and I needed three keys, and I only had one, and my character was like, you sob. And I was like, all right. So Otaku Jeff has left Firetop Mountain and is now journeying into the Forest of Doom. All right. He's okay. like, okay, the whole Firetop Mountain thing didn't work out so good. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find this hammer. Yeah. He's like, maybe I can find the hammer. Taku Jeff. Okay. So he's like, okay, okay. Well, because like if at first you don't uh, succeed, try, try again, right? Mm. So we got to roll some stats. So hopefully, I mean, I could just roll perfect again. It's possible. It's possible. So I got to roll one die. So I have skill, stamina, and luck as my three stats. Uh, skill is my combat stat. Um, stamina are my hit points, and luck are used to kind of like re-roll things. Um, and whether there's also it's... like certain uh, like quests or, or or like specific things where it's like if you have luck, you might be able to get past this sleeping guy. Yes. So okay, so we have to roll one die, add six to this number, and enter this total as the skill box. <laughs> A four. Okay, I'll take it. Ten skill. That's not bad. The That's trick also good. is that uh, luck is used up. 
Yes, luck, luck when I use, so when I use luck, like let's say, we'll get there, but let's say I have 10 luck, and then I, when I use luck, um, generally you have to roll under the, the um, number that your luck is, but once you use luck, it decreases by one. Right. So it'll go down to nine. And it's but various there. things you can do can also increase your luck. Yes. Um, so now we have to roll for our hit points, we have to roll two die, and we add 12 to this number. Nice. 24 easy. hit points, baby. That game's so easy. All right. So you're not the strongest, but yeah. at least you won't die real quick. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. And then we have to roll our luck, which is one die six. And we add six. And as we all know. A four. Always. Okay. Always. Well, not always. Lucky. Not always lucky, but generally lucky. Yeah. 10, 24, 10. Slightly above averagely lucky. I'm not looking forward to the time when I roll like double ones on my hit points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you got 14 hit points, my man. You're just like first guy you encounter just fucking kills you. Yeah. Um, battles. Uh, the monster goes first, I think. Yes. Monster goes. I roll both dice from. I'm just making sure I remember how to subtract two. So yeah, stamina is basically hit points. Skill yes. is uh, my attack, fighting, and various other things. Yeah. And luck uh, helps you. It, it also luck can help you in fights, and then also can help you uh, with certain events. Yeah. And also, if we're fighting, um, if we're fighting multiple monsters, we just fight them down the list. So we fight one, and if we kill that one, then we yeah. Unless it one. says differently in the book. Yeah, unless it says differently. So we know all that. Um, I can restore occasionally. Like I'm going to get, um, occasionally I'm going to get like stat increases, but that just talks about that. Um, equipment and potions, right? I have to pick in a potion. So you'll start your venture with a bare minimum of equipment. I have a sword and I have leather armor. I have a backpack for my provisions. I have ten provisions. Is basically, I have ten meals in my backpack. Um, and I also get to uh, choose a potion. And I have a potion of skill, a potion of strength, and a potion of fortune. Um, now, this is actually, uh, you can see here, this is um, uh, different from the first book. Yeah. You may eat at any time except when engaged in battle. Oh, I can eat at any time? So, whereas the first book would say, like, you can now have a, a meal if you want. Yeah. Whereas this book is just like, yeah, eat whenever. When you eat a meal, add four points to my stamina and deduct one point from my provisions. Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to take the... Oh, there's a bookmark in here. There's a Garfield bookmark <laughs> in this book. Nice. That's, you know, it's un... that's, you know, it's an authentic used book. Oh, that's sick. All right. I wonder if you can see it. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Garfield saying, lose my place and I'll rearrange your face. All right. Cool. A little aggressive, Garfield, but... Uh, okay, so we need to pick a potion. I'm going to take the... I think the potion of luck is, like, the best one, right? I could just... Well, I don't think the potion of strength is... It's either skill or luck. I'm going to take the potion of fortune. Uh, okay. Oops. It's not going to work. My writing is so bad. I have leather armor. 
I don't have a shield, do I? Nope. Just a sword. Yeah, I, I believe I had, a shield. Last time I had a shield. Well, I think you you picked up a shield. No, I well I, had, I started with a shield last time. Oh really? And then I had to like toss it when I because they were like you can pick up this new shield, but you have to discard something, and it's like okay, I get you rid of my be old like, shield. Yeah, double shields, McGee. Yeah, just never hit me. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so there's some hints on play. I might read this just because because there's a lot of background stuff too. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, hints on play. There is one true way through Darkwood Forest, and it will take you several attempts to find it. Make notes and draw a map as you explore. This map will be invaluable in future adventures and enable you to progress rapidly through or through to unexplored sections. Mm. Not all areas contain treasure. Many merely contain traps and creatures, which you will no doubt fall foul of. There are many wild goose chase passages. Oh no. And while you may indeed progress through to your ultimate destination, it is by no means certain that you will find what you are searching for. Well, because they they said there's like multiple pieces to the hammer, right? Yeah. So this could like, be this could be like the other one where you like get to the end and then the dwarf is like, So where's the hammer? And you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, I have the handle. Yeah, I got the handle. It's like that counts, right? They're like, no, you need all of it. It will be realized that entries make no sense if read in numerical order. It is essential that you read only the entries you are instructed to read. Reading other entries will only cause confusion and may lessen the excitement during play. The one true way involves a minimum of risk and any player, no matter how weak on initial dice rolls, should be able to get through fairly easily. May the luck of the gods go with you on your adventure ahead. All right. Background. Oh, this is going to be good. You are an adventurer, a sword for hire, and have been roaming the northern borderlands of your kingdom. Having always spurned the dullness of village life, you now wander the lands in search of wealth and danger. Despite the long walks and rough outdoor life, you are content with your unknown destiny. The world, hold, the world holds no fears for you, as you are a skillful warrior, well-practiced in the art of slaying evil men and beasts with your trusty sword. Not once during the last ten days since entering the northern borderlands have you set eyes upon another person. This does not worry you at all, as you are happy with your own company and enjoy the slow, sunny days hunting, eating, and sleeping. It is evening, and have feasted on a dinner of rabbit spit-roasted on an open fire. You settle down to sleep beneath your sheepskin blanket. There's a full moon and the light sparkles on the blade of your broadsword skewered into the ground by your side. Wait a second, I put my sword in the ground? Didn't I just dull it? Yeah. Is Otaku Jeff a moron? I mean, maybe. <laughs> Am I Otaku Jeff? <laughs> uh, Alright. You gaze at it, wondering when you will next have to wipe the blood of some vile creature from its sharp edge. These are strange lands, inhabited by weird and loathsome beasts. Goblins, trolls, and even dragons. As the flame of your campfire gently dies, you begin to drift to sleep, and images of screaming green-faced trolls flicker through your mind. Yeah. Okay. Suddenly, in the bushes to your left, you hear the loud crack of a twig breaking under a clumsy foot. You leap up and grab your sword from the ground. You stand motionless but alert, ready to pounce on your unseen adversary. Then you hear a groan, followed by the dull thud of a body falling to the ground. Is it a trap? 
Slowly you walk over to the bush where the noise is coming from and carefully pull back the branches. You look down to see a little old man with a great bushy beard, his face contorted in pain. You crouch down to remove the iron helmet covering his balding head and notice two crossbow, pull, crossbow bolts protruding from the, from the stomach of his plump, chainmail-clad torso. Picking him up, you carry him over to the fire and stir the dying embers into life. After covering him with the sheepskin blanket, you manage to get the old man to drink a little water. He coughs and moans. He sits up, he sits up rigid, eyes staring fixedly ahead, and starts to shout, I'll get them! I'll get them! Don't you fear, Gillibrand! <laughs> Big Leg is coming to Oh, uh, like his parents named him Big Leg. That's unfortunate, right? Big Leg is coming to bring you the hammer. Oh, yes, indeed I am. Oh, yes. Maybe for a dwarf, he has, like, freakishly big legs. Yeah, does he have just one big leg? Like, is it one leg that's really big? <laughs> he just walks in circles all the time. <laughs> the dwarf, whose name you presume to be Big Leg, is obviously delirious from the poison tip bolts lodged in his stomach. How did I know they're poison tips? You watch as he slumps down again to the ground, then whisper his name in his ear. His eyes stare unblinkingly at you. Big leg. As he again starts to shout, why did I whisper his name in his ear? That's so weird. Why did I have to make it weird? Big leg. Big leg, what are you doing? He again starts to shout. Okay. Ambush. Look out. Ambush. Ah. The hammer. Take the hammer to Gillibrand! Save the dwarfs! His eyes half close and pain seems to ease a little. And as the delirium subsides, he speaks to you again in a low whisper. Help us, friend. Take the hammer to Gillibrand. Only the hammer will unite our people against the trolls. We were on our way to Darkwood in search of the hammer, ambushed by the little people, others killed. The map in my pouch will take you to the home of Yaztromo, the master mage of these parts. He has great magics for sale to protect you against the creatures of Darkwood. Take my gold. I beg you to find the hammer and take it to Gillibrand, my lord of Stonebridge. You will be well rewarded. Mm. That's the dwarf dying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big Leg opens his mouth to start another sentence but nothing comes out except his last dying breath. You sit down and ponder Big Leg's words. Who is Gillibrand? Who is Yestromo? What is all the fuss about the Dwarvish Hammer? Why does this sound like a Jerry Seinfeld skit? What's the deal with this Dwarvish Hammer? <laughs> you reach over to the still body of Big Leg and remove the pouch from the leather belt around his waist. Inside you find 30 gold pieces and a map opposite. What's this map? Yeah, that's a terrible map. That doesn't it's, tell me it's anything. It's a map that's just like, you're here, there's a big forest. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got 30 gold pieces. 30 GP. Thanks, Big Lake. Also, clearly by this picture, you can just go around to yeah. the to There's the nothing tower. saying I have to go into the forest, right? In fact, it looks like it would be faster to go around the forest. A lot faster. All right. Jingling the coins in your hand, you think of the possible rewards which may await you just for returning a hammer to a village of dwarves. You decide to try and find the hammer in Darkwood Forest, 
It's been a few weeks since your last good battle, and, what is more, you are likely to be well paid for this one. With your mind made up, you settle down to sleep, having taken back the sheepskin blanket from poor Bigleg. <laughs> In the morning, you bury the old dwarf and gather up your possessions. You examine the map, look up, at the, look up to the sun, and find your bearings. Whistling merrily, <laughs> you head off south at a good pace, eager to meet this man, Yestromo, and see... What he has Any on. day that you that starts with you burying a dead body <laughs> yeah. is a good day. It's like, ah, well, that was a good start. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, who shot Big Leg? How far did he get? How did I know that the bolts were poison? That's like the one random bit of information that just seems like they dropped in there. Like, oh yeah, it's poison. It's me, yeah, Master I, Adventurer. You can die just of two. Crossbow bolts in the stomach. They yeah. don't have to be poisoned. They have to be poisoned. <laughs> Maybe it was you. All right. All right. Here we go, Twitch chat. Let's start our adventure. Your walk to Yastromos takes a little over a half a day, and you arrive at this stone tower home dirty and hungry. As the tower is set back on the edges of Darkwood, some 50 meters away from the path you have been following, it is difficult to find. Okay, so you do go around the... Yeah, I guess I walk around, like, I'd have to look at the map again. No, I'm not going to look at the map, it doesn't matter. Finally, you walk up to the huge oak door, somewhat relieved to find that it, is, it does exist and that Big Leg had not been speaking wildly in his delirium. A large brass bell and gong hang from the stone archway. As you ring the bell, a shiver runs down your spine and you realize that the loud bong invades a deep silence, which you had not noticed before. There are no sounds of birds or animals to be heard, Sorry, there are no sounds of birds or animals to be heard. You wait anxiously at the door and hear slow footsteps descending stairs from the tower above. A small wooden slot in the door slides open, and two eyes appear and examine you. Oh, but she's the wizard. No way, no how. <laughs> well, who are you? demands a grumpy voice through the hole. You answer that you are an adventurer in search of the master mage Yaztromo intending to purchase magical items from him to combat the creatures of Darkwood Forest. Oh, well in that case, if you're interested in buying some of my merchandise, you had better come up. I am Yastromo. Well, that was easy. Oh, look at that. Found the mage right away. He then turns and slowly climbs the stone stairs. Will you follow him up the stairs? Draw your sword and attack him? I feel like this this whole experience could go very badly very quickly. Well, I mean, what if... Okay, so, what if this is not Yastromo? Mm. What if this is a test? That that seems like something a Yastromo would do. I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> you got to get inside Ian, Li Ian Livingston's brain. Yeah, if I was... But, I mean, Ian Livingston didn't write this. Who wrote this? Ian Livingston. But I thought it said it was written by somebody else. Or is it actually Ian Livingston? Okay, no, never mind. Yeah, this I was is Ian... definitely an F5 situation here, but... Uh, well, I mean, like, the worst that happens is that I start again, right? Yeah, this is literally the first decision <laughs> in the entire book. I'm not a coward. I'm going to attack the mage. 54, baby! Nope. 
As you draw your sword, Yestromo turns around and casually advises you not to be foolish as his magic is great. If you still wish to attack him, turn to 399. If you change your mind and decide to follow him up the stairs, turn to 261. He's like, well, it's like you probably shouldn't do that. I'm just warning you now. We're giving you a chance. Yeah. Still not a coward. 399 it is. Let's see what happens. We might just die right away, Paul. But then we know. You charge at Yes Tromo, but only reach the first stair when he lifts his right arm and nonchalantly mumbles a few words. Time seems to stand still and bright flashes, or time seems to stand still amid bright flashes, and your body feels like a bubbling liquid inside. When the turmoil subsides, you know something terrible has happened. The stone stair feels cold on your body, and you realize that problems of a life, or you realize the problems of life as a frog. Yes, Tromo bends down and picks you up, saying with a booming voice, Well, foolish warrior, enjoy your new life. With that, he lets out a deafening laugh and nearly drops you. Then he shuffles to the oak door and, opening it, throws you into the tall grass outside. Your adventure ends here. Well, it was a good run, everybody. <laughs> we got turned now, into a frog. All right. All Literally, right. the first decision you made was yeah. incorrect. Yeah. I mean, like, I knew it was. I just wanted to see what had happened. I was like, you won't kill me, you cowards. All right. Okay. That's the last dumb decision I'll make for the rest of the night. Okay? All right. I got it out of my system. Promise? I promise. I got it out of my system. I mean, we didn't die, right? So. Yeah, you did. That was definitely... Well, I guess, I guess not technically. You just got turned into a frog. Yeah. So I'm like, I could live as a frog. All right. Okay, so, I'm just going to follow him upstairs. We'll go back to page one. Alright. We're going to follow him up the stairs. 261. Jeez. What the... Alright. You follow the huffing and puffing old man in his tattered robes up the spiral staircase to a large room at the top of the tower. Shelves, cupboards, and cabinets line the walls, all filled with bottles, jars... Jars? A wizard with jars, Paul? Weapons, armor, and all manner of strange artifacts. There's probably sweet things inside the jars. <laughs> tiny, tiny cities. Tiny people. People. There's people in the jars. Uh, Yastromo shuffles past the general clutter and slumps down in an old oak chair. He reaches into his top pocket and pulls out a fragile pair of gold-rimmed spectacles. Placing these on his nose, he picks up a piece of slate and chalk from a table next to his chair and begins to write frantically. He then hands you the slate. He tells you that all the instructions for there's a bunch of items listed, which you oh, can see. Wow. Yeah. He tells you that all all sorts of cool stuff. All the instructions for use are written clearly on the labels attached to the items, together with their suggested use. He sighs and tells you that unfortunately the magic in the items only works once, mm -hmm. but they are the best you can buy for the money. So I have thirty gold. You have thirty gold, so you can buy like almost, can I buy like you everything? Can buy like Ten of these. What's going to stop me from like buying everything? I mean, is there right. an inventory limit? There's got to be like a... And what do the items do? Like some of them... I mean, you don't really know? Well, there's a bunch of stuff over here. Okay, that's more story. You might need gold later, right? Right, yeah. But I mean, like... 
Okay, so I have to buy I mean, some of this stuff. This is kind of like that thing in, uh, uh, you know, in in like um, uh, Dark Souls, you know, where it's like, what do you want to start the, what like items do you want to start the adventure with? Yeah. So, you know, if things don't go well, this would be something that you could like try different starting items. Yeah. And be like, ah, this time I'm going to take the headband of concentration. Let's say, let's say for the sake of this of this stream mm -hmm. that I can buy four items. You think you want, you want to do that so that, cause you want to like, cause I could just buy like 10 of them, right? I could blow all my gold. Right. But then the question is, is there going to be things later on where it'd be like, if you've got five gold or whatever, yeah, you know, they're like last time there was like the fairy man, right? Yeah. And yeah. you either could have to pay him or you had to fight him. But I think that, I think I like limiting myself to like four items, right? Just to give like some sense of, oh, I didn't buy the, you know, right. gloves of missile dexterity or something like that. So I'm going to buy four items, okay? All right. Well, well, we can't buy it all. I know there's 17 items. So what I want to buy. I mean, maybe that, maybe have like keeping your gold could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a bunch of gold, there'd be like, you will just be able to like avoid a lot of the. Or avoid a bunch of combats because you'd be like, if you don't fight me, I'll give you ten bucks. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think boots of leaping. We're gonna buy those. Remember, each one can only be used once. Yeah. I only <laughs> can jump once. Boots of leaping once. So that's two gold. It's either nose filters or a potion of anti poison. Mm. I'm gonna buy the nose filters. Noise, noise filters are three bucks. What? Good lord. This wizard's running a racket. I mean, he's kind of got the... Uh, he's got the corner. He's cornered the market. Yeah, he's got yeah. the monopoly on cool magic items to get right before you go into the forest. Yeah. I'm going to buy a net of entanglement. That's got to be good. I like a lot of these things are just... It's like rope of climbing and net of entanglement are just that's what the, like ropes help you climb nets entangle things like that's just what those things do <laughs> yeah, it's just a that's net. not magic it's just a net <laughs> ah but it's a magical net of entanglement it's like uh i guess uh. water of thirst quenching you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna buy the potion of stillness mm. is that like you drink it and then you don't move? Yeah. Or you just, you're unseen, I guess. So three, six, nine. I spent 11 gold. Yeah, I like there's just garlic. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's magic about this? Uh, right. uh, it's just good in spaghetti. All right. Potion of plane control, I'm in a forest? Nah, that's what they want you to think. That's one of those things where they're like, these dumbasses will buy this potion of plant control because they think they're going into an evil forest. There's not going to be a single evil plant. Mm -hmm. Calling it here. All right. All right. So we've bought those. If you decide to buy any of the items, pay for them by reducing the gold amount uh, on your adventure sheet and add these items to the relevant sections on it. So how much money do you have now? 19. You, you're down to 19 gold. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I do have a... Oh, no. I didn't write that. Potion the other thing that did happen last time was a, there were situations where it was like 
you could like trade stuff. So some of the, some of these things could not be that useful, but you could like dump them for something else at a later date. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Yastromo then asks you to read the reason for the purchases of these items, and you tell him your story and your decision to continue the quest of the luckless big leg. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Yastromo says slowly, rubbing his chin. I have heard that the good dwarfs of Stonebridge had lost their fabled warhammer. Without it, their king is unable to arouse his people. Arouse his people? You know, it's what gets, I guess that's what gets dwarves going. Yeah, it's like, check out this hammer. It's like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do Hold this. Hold the hammer higher, sir, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold it with both hands. All right. Uh, without it, their king is unable to arouse his people, despite the fact that the hill trolls threaten their village. Rumor has it that an envious king of another village of dwarfs sent an eagle to Stonebridge to steal the hammer, which it managed to do. Oh, okay. Yep. Good. <laughs> Send the eagle. Oh, no, it managed to steal the hammer. But as it flew back over Darkwood, it was attacked by Deathhawks, and the hammer dropped into the forest and was lost. Apparently, two forest goblins found the hammer, but could not decide who was to keep it. They wrestled for hours, but gave up. Then they discovered that the handle unscrewed from the head, and the argument was settled. One kept the head, and the other kept the handle. When they parted, each happy with his new treasure. Or then they parted, each happy with his new treasure. Who knows if they still have them. So I'm afraid your problems are doubled. I can tell you that the head is made of bronze, and that the handle is made of polished ebony. Both head and handle have the letter G inscribed on them. Your task is not easy. Good luck. You thank Yastromo and leave the room by the spiral staircase. Turn to 177. This guy knows a lot about what happened to this thing. Yeah. Well, it was like in the last book, everybody knew that the fucking, the, the, the chest of the warlock had two locks. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is this common knowledge? Like, everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't? Two lock warlock. <laughs> 177. I guess I can, oh, I guess I should like, because technically I start at, I should write one, right? As like the. Because that's page one. Like if yeah, I put my I mean, starting not, point. You don't really have a. Like a like starting should, point? Yeah. At some point it should start saying like. Go east and west and stuff in terms of like making your map. I'm going to. I'm just going to put yes. Troma was number one on my map. All right. All right. Outside in the bright light, you notice the dead quietness again. A narrow path leads northwards from the tall grass surrounding Yastromo's tower into the dense undergrowth of Darkwood Forest. In a few strides, you are surrounded by the dark and tangled forest. Stones and knotted roots seem to hide in the shadows, and you can almost believe that they are trying to trip you up. The light fades quickly, and the air becomes moist and unpleasant. Gross. Deeper and deeper you go into the gloom. Eventually, the path forks on either side of a huge old tree. West or east? I've always been a fan of the east. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Go east. All right. So we're going east. Uh, we'll just splinter off this way. And it's 160. That's not a big enough circle. Well, let's do it that way. 
We're going to do the map a bit differently. 160. The narrow path continues to cut its way through the tangled forest. Strange animal cries and noises echo through the trees. At last, the path widens to approximately a meter across. Soon you arrive at a moss-covered wooden signpost, on top of which sits a large crow. The arms of the signpost read north and east. Just as you are deciding which way to continue, you hear the words, Good afternoon! <laughs> Why did... <laughs> you look up in the direction of the voice and see the crow looking down at you inquisitively. Good afternoon! Oh, that's me. Good afternoon. That's me. I, I get to talk in this one. Oh, good afternoon, you reply slowly, slowly, feeling a little foolish. The crow speaks again, asking which way you are headed. You reply that you are looking for two goblins, small, sinewy creatures with brown, scaly skin. One gold piece will buy you my advice, states the crow confidently. Will you pay the crow for its advice, ignore the crow, and turn north, ignore the crow, and carry on eastward. There you go. Good. I mean, you see I mean, crows some money. Are, crows are generally smart creatures, right? That's true. Are they generally trustworthy creatures, though? Yeah, probably not. Well, there's no attack the crow option, right? It's true. We could just kill the crow. Probably take its stash of gold that it's been hoarding with its bad advice. Yeah, I'll give the crow a buck. Yeah. So I'm going to go down to 18 gold. All right, pay the crow, 343. You die, cool. It's a good talk, everybody. You put the gold piece on top of the signpost as requested by the crow, after which it says, go north. You ask the crow why it needs gold pieces and it replies that it needs 30 gold pieces to pay Yastromo to turn it back into a human again. <laughs> okay. Uh, know that feel. Did you try to attack him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they tried to attack him. You bid the crow farewell. If you want to turn north as advised by the crow, turn to eight. If you would rather continue eastwards, turn to 39. Imagine being like, the crow's like, go north. And I'm like, yep. And then you just go east. You're yeah. like, all right, see you later. It's like, hmm. All right. Well, I think I'm just going to listen to the crow, right? Got You're going to meet somebody else who's like, always do the opposite of whatever the crow tells you. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go north. Page eight. I have to update my map. Go north. Page eight. Uh, I'm gonna label that crow. All right. Walking along the path, you hear footsteps and arguing voices ahead of you. If you wish to meet their owners, turn to page 317. If you would rather hide in the bushes to let them walk by, turn to 392. Well, I mean, I'm going to, normally I would just be like, yeah, I'll just chill and I'll see who it is. Because like, I'm an adventurer, right? If yeah, I, yeah. Adam Savadan, the adventurer, hurt other people, I wouldn't be too scared because I'd be confident in my abilities. But Adam Savadan, the person, is a coward and he'd probably hide. So, so but, but, I mean, at the beginning of this, it was like, you're an adventurer. You are totally fine with killing lots of people. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Well. I don't know. What it... Maybe you can hide in the bushes and then, like, jump out at them. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the true coward way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like, I like the way you've convinced me, Paul. Let's, I'm going to hide in the bushes. 392. 392. 
As you crouch in the bushes off the path, the voices get louder. Then two pairs of spindly legs and tattered cloth shuffle past you quickly, kicking up dirt and dust. The voices soon fade away into the distance. You step out onto the path again and press on northwards. Turn to 157. That's it? Okay. I guess. Who knows? Maybe that was the goblins. And that, that was like... Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, they both have the hammer? Yeah. yeah, it's like they each have one part of the hammer and that was your chance. Yeah. Well, that would be unfortunate, wouldn't it? It'd also be the worst book ever. It just ends right away. Oh, there it is. You'll never find the hammer. There it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, to the left of the path, you notice a large hole in the ground with a, di or with a diameter of some three meters. Walking over to the edge of the hole, you see it sloping off into the depths of the earth. If you wish to walk down the hole, turn to 125. If you would prefer to continue walking northwards up the path, turn to 337. Uh, I'm going to go down the hole. It's the worst that could happen, right? 125? Get in the hole. Get in the hole. Get in the hole, Shinji. As you descend into the hole, you notice large amounts of slime secreted by some huge creature. If you wish to climb back out of the hole and continue walking northwards up the path, turn to 337. If you wish to carry down the hole. See, this is... A prime example of Adam saying that he's not going to do something stupid and then goes and does something stupid. Which going means, down the hole was, yeah. was something stupid? Well, to continue going down the hole is something stupid. Because normally I'd just be like, yeah, we should just peace out. It's I, giving me a chance, right? Yeah. I like that you're, you're not only are you seeing slime everywhere, but there's so much slime that you're like, yeah, this is, must have been <laughs> from a giant creature. Yeah, that's a lot of slime. Oh, man. Um... That's true. Maybe it's like a, a helpful, happy creature that just happens to be slimy. I'm going to keep going down the hole. Okay. Um, so this had hole. Okay. We're going down the hole. 15. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. <sighs> the slope is steep and you slip on the slime, tumbling head over heels down the hole to the bottom into a large earthen cavern. You jump to your feet and are alarmed to see the shiny tip of a poison barb on the tail end of a huge stingworm <laughs> coming straight at you. The stingworm, why isn't it capitalized a second time? The stingworm is about five meters long, gross, and has huge yellow segments, but all you care about is protecting yourself from the barb. There is no time to scramble out of the hole. You must draw your sword and fight. Stingworm, eight skill? Jeez. If you win, turn to 217. All right. Well, we got to fight this stingworm. All right. Uh, you remember how to do fighting? Yeah. So I rolled 2d6 for the worm first. It's a nine. That's pretty good. And then you add its skill? Add its skill. So it's got a 16. I have to roll a 6 or higher. I have to tie it. If I tie it, nothing happens. Right. So I have to roll a 6 or higher, or I lose 2 hit points. Right. Is it, That's it's, 17? Oh, it's 17. Math's hard. Yeah, it's 17. You got me to a shot. 17. He's an adventurer, not a math guy. Yeah, I'm not a math magician. That's Yaz Tromo. Okay? Everybody relax. <laughs> Eighteen, yes. <laughs> Suck it. All right. Nice. So I do. I do two damage 
to the stupid thing. Right, so it goes two damage back and forth. Yeah, until one of us dies. Um, and you can use, um, you can use your luck to to reduce the damage by one, or increase it by one, or increase it by one. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. So round two, the worm goes first. Oops. It rolls a four, so that's a twelve. Mm -hmm. I can be twelve, right? I don't think I can. Oh, I can tie it if I roll two ones, because I have ten skill. Don't roll snake eyes. Okay, there's another eight. The stingworm goes down to three stamina. Stingworm goes first. It's a seven. That's fifteen. I can do math. <laughs> All right, I go. Boom. Twenty. All right, stingworms. Stingworm is at one health. I wonder if it's worth it to use luck just to kill it so I don't take any damage. Well, I have so many hit points that I think I just, like, I can do it, right? Yeah. Watch the stingworm just slowly kill me from, like, full health. Yeah. That'd be wild. All right. Stingworm goes. Uh, that's nasty. Yeah. That's a 17. Okay. See? <laughs> oh. The hubris. <laughs> the hubris. All right, so I take two damage. I go to 22. Now, that doesn't say anything about it being poison. No. But who knows? It just says if you win. Stingworm rolls another 17. Oh, God. Oh, 16. Oh, no. Help, we're going to die to the stingworm. Why did you say that? I don't know. Okay, stingworm goes... Stingworm rolls a 17. All right. Oh, come on. Holy crap. Uh, uh, I go to 18. All right. Stingworm. Stingworm, please roll something. Okay. It's, okay. Stingworm is like one. Is I don't think zero. I can lose to that, right? It's an 11. 11? And the yeah. lowest I can roll is a 12. Okay, so the stingworm dies. Okay. Hopefully was, it doesn't say, like, if you got hit. Do if you got hit, you're poisoned. Good luck. All right, 217. The worst part is, is combat is, like, actively bad because you don't get experience. No. I mean, you could <laughs> get stuff, but... I guess I can eat whenever I want, right? Yeah. Uh, you walk around the lifeless bulk of the worm to examine the contents of its lair. There are several skeletons, perhaps those belonging to other unfortunate adventurers. By the side of one of them, you find a leather backpack. Inside the backpack, you find four gold pieces in a small corked bottle containing a colorless liquid. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. If you wish to drink the contents of the bottle, turn to 262. If you would rather leave the dark cavern and scramble back up the path again, taking just the gold with you, turn to 337. Mystery potion! I mean, you can't take it with you. So it's now or never. It's now or never. Why can't I just take it? Why? <laughs> Why can't I just take the potion with me? Well, I got four gold, no matter what. For, like, so my concern is that if it was something that was like damn, like if it was like poison. Yeah. Why didn't he use it on the stingworm? Yeah. But if it's something good, also, why didn't he use it on himself when he was fighting the stingworm? Exactly. I'm drinking it. I'm not a coward. I'm drinking it. I'm he drinking said it. while hiding on the side of the path. Too sad. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. 
262. Wait, is that 262? Yeah, 262. Oh, I'm not dead. Okay. You look at the bottle in your hand and then quickly gulp down its contents. You wait several seconds for some reaction, but nothing happens. However, when you come to pick up your sword, which you had put down to examine the backpack, a surge of confidence runs through your body. The liquid is a potion of weapon skill, which will allow you to add one point to future dice rolls when computing your own attack strength during combat. This effect will last for your next two combat encounters. Taking the gold, you scramble up the earthen cavern to the path above and continue your journey north. Nice. Rewarded. Computing. Nice. Computing. Such a stupid word to use for that. When you are computing your attack damage, it's like it's a fucking. Adding it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that that adventurer was like, I have this potion of weapon skill, but I don't yeah. really want to waste it on like such a weak ass, uh, like stingworm. Oh, like I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save my resources for something big later on. Oh yeah, the classic like video game thing. Like, oh, I'm not gonna use these consumables. And right now he's dead. And then he fucking died. Yeah, I have ended so many games with like <laughs> so many, so many consumables. consumables yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got a potion of weapons. Go turn to three thirty-seven. All right. <clears throat> Remember that Twitch chat because we might forget that you has you can add one to your uh, attack rolls. Yeah. At last, the tree. Okay. Uh, wait. We went down the hole. Which way did we go? I guess the direction we go doesn't matter. You went down. Well, I crawled out of the hole. Oh. This is north still, I think. Because we've crawled out of the hole. Because the hole was, like, to the side. Yeah. But you just kind of went down and then back up. Yeah. But I think we're walking north still. Because yeah. as the trees begin to thin out and the shafts of sunlight beam down through the gaps on either side of the path. As the path widens, you see a large cave entrance set a few yards back on the right. If you want to examine the cave, turn to 230. If you want to continue northwards up the path, turn to 358. So, 337, there's a cave. I mean, might as well check it out, right? 230. I'm just waiting for, like, you walk into the cave, a bear eats you. Your adventure ends. Oh, this art is so good. Do you have the same art? Yeah, look at that art, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slowly you peer into the cave and see the huge shape of an ogre walking slowly over to a wicker cage with a bowl of water in his great hand. He's dressed in animal furs, carries a stone club in his belt. There appears to be a small creature jumping around inside the cage. You may pick up a rock and throw it at the ogre, rush in and attack the ogre with your sword, leave the cave, continue on. Fiddlesticks, dude. So you can attack the ogre or throw a rock at the ogre. Yeah. Which presumably is just a prequel attacking. to attacking it. What if I throw the rock and I knock it out? I, that's true. The thing in the cage might be one of the goblins. Oh, shoot. You're right. I didn't even think about that. It looks like a goblin in the art or what they think a goblin looks like. I gotta throw the rock. Okay, I'm gonna throw the rock. 137. Actually, I'm gonna... Uh, what number is this? 230. This is a cave. Ogre. Okay. 
130. Oh, Paul, you're not supposed to laugh before I hurry. I didn't even get to see it. This is bad. Am I dead? No. Oh. If you possess a glove of missile dexterity, I specifically said. Okay, well, th this is good. This is good for future reference. We yeah. know that something cool might happen if you have the glove of missile dexterity. If you possess a glove of missile dexterity, turn to 55. If you do not, turn to 10. I don't. Fiddlesticks, dude. Turn to 10. You pick up a good-sized rock off the floor and take aim. You throw the rock with all your might at the ogre, but are dismayed to see it fly past his head and crash against the far wall of the cave. You curse, but decide nevertheless to rush into the cave to attack the ogre. Turn to 290. Okay, well, I guess... Why can't I just throw the rock and run away? <laughs> it's also like, I, I like that there's no way you can hit the ogre, like an ogre, which is a giant guy. Yeah. With a rock, unless you have magical assistance. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens if I had the thing. But Maybe you would like start the fight with him having already taken damage or something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 290. You draw your sword as you enter the cave. The ogre throws down the wooden bowl and lifts the large stone club with, from his belt. He grunts and lopes towards you. Prepare for battle. Skill 8, stamina 12. I so, mean, so bad. You've got your... Uh, oh, I have weapon skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're effectively... Uh, skill 11. Skill 11, yeah. which is pretty darn good. That's pretty good. Okay, so the ogre goes first. Ogre rolls a 12. 13. 13. <laughs> 13. Dude, I can't do basic math, Twitch chat, okay? Everybody relax. I'm a moron. I watch wrestling for the stories. I have no moral high ground. <laughs> okay? Uh, 13. I don't think I... Oh, I can lose. No. I can tie that. Okay. Ogre takes two. Ogre's on 10. This is going to take a while. Ogre goes first. Overrules the you 16. do have the option to escape. But yeah. Eh. Maybe he has the option to escape. I roll a way higher number than 16. Ogre takes two. Ogre goes. Overrules an 18. Yeah. Might take some damage here. Nope. Oh. I roll a 20. Suck it. This ogre sucks, dude. I'm not adding my plus one. Oh, no, I am adding my plus one. Okay, good. Ogre goes. Another 13. I go. I win again. Wow. What's it like to win all the time? Mm. I don't know. You should ask yourself. <laughs> Adam, what's it like to win all the time? It's pretty good. <laughs> Ogre goes. Ooh, that's a 18? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm too good. Ogre's at two health. I should probably use two of the same colored dice. Yeah. Just... So it makes sense. I get, I, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, Ogre goes first. Oh, there's another 18. Okay. Adam goes. <laughs> 20. I didn't lose a single round. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I have slain the ogre. You're Thanks. welcome. Goblin. This goblin better fucking love me. If you win, turn to 385. You don't know it's a goblin. I'm pretty sure it's a goblin. Dollars to donuts, Paul. I'm going to flip this page. Goblin. Okay. 
Does that mean you buy donuts? What does that expression mean? I don't know, and I say it all the time. I actually don't know what it means. Dollars to donuts. I think it's like, it's guaranteed, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Why did you have to bring that up now? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guy in the cage is going to be like, what the hell? Why did you kill my friend? Yeah. We were just playing around. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we are just chilling. And I just bombed in through a rock at this ogre. And it's like, oh, oh, shit, here we go again. And then I just got to, I killed it. All right. As the ogre slumps to the ground, the creature in the cage jumps around even more frantically than before. Do you take a closer look at the creature in the cage, search through the contents of the cave, leave the cave immediately, and continue northward. So I kill the cage, leave the creature alone. Oh, that that would be cold, man. Just like kill the ogre or and kill then the leave. ogre. Kill so the it's cage. like now not only is he in the, the creatures in the cage, but the creature, like the one guy who could get him out, is gone. Oh. Okay, so apparently dollars to donuts means I'm so confident in my bet that I'm willing to wager my dollars against your donuts. Oh. I feel like that was done at a time when donuts cost less than a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the artisanal donuts you get now are pretty expensive. All right. Uh, I'm just going to search through the cave. I feel like if I approach this creature, it's going to like bite me or something. And you know what happens? Because if I get bit, it's just like that movie Outbreak. Like I'm going to get some disease. You know what I mean? I mean, you already got stung by a stingworm. Well, technically, yeah. But I just kicked the crap out of an ogre. Uh, three, wait, 313. I'm just going to look around the cave. 313? Yeah, 313. There's not much of interest to be found in the cave. A straw bed, stone jars, a table, and a chair are all the things that are immediately visible. But on a stone shelf above the bed, a small silver box catches your eye. If you want to open the silver box, turn to 240. If you can decide to ignore the silver box, walk over to the creature in the cage, turn to 85. If you decide to leave the cave immediately without the silver box to continue your journey northwards, turn to 358. Well, they keep saying, they said silver box a... three times, dude. They're like, you can open the silver box, you can ignore the silver box and go to the creature in the cage, or you can ignore the silver box and leave. I'm just imagining like Dale as a DM here, just being like, <sighs> always just being like, or you could just leave. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, but we're not gonna. Yeah, but you could. Yeah. You could just leave. I mean, I'm opening the silver box. I'm not a coward. 240. I'm doing it. Don't kill me. You gently prize the lid off the box, but as you do so, a yellow gas escapes and envelops your face. If you possess the nose filter! <laughs> turn to 338. If not, turn to 169. <sighs> nose filters, baby. The gas is toxic and your eyes start to water. You hold your breath long enough to find the nose filters and slip them into place inside your nostrils. You inhale tentatively, but all is well. After a while, the gas cloud around your face fades away. You put the silver box in your backpack. If you want to walk over to the creature in the cage, turn to 85. If you would rather leave the cave... Hold up! There is just poison gas in the box! <laughs> that was where he kept his poison gas. <laughs> Why? You do. You should mark that on your charge sheet, though. You yeah. have a silver box. <laughs> it's the ogre's fart box. 
Maybe maybe you maybe you could like trade somebody the silver box for something. Or maybe people are like, did you find my silver box? What if what if there's more gas in it? And I'm like, here you go, here it is. And they're like, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like a box of gas making. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... God, I feel like that would have killed me if I didn't have the nose filters. Would, I don't want to look, though. Probably would have done some... Uh, some like stat damage. I guess technically I could look because if I don't have the nose if I have to do this again I could just I'm not eh, gonna look nah we're gonna it keep probably would history. do like some stamina damage or something yeah uh well I wanna check out the creature in the cage I feel like this is gonna end so I'll turn to 85 inside the cage a small sinewy creature with brown scaly skin is jumping up and down he is a goblin, and he has a black shiny rod hanging on a leather cord around his neck. Boom. If you want to unlock the cage door, turn to nine. If you want to ignore the creature and leave the cage, why would I ignore it? This guy gets... Ah, oh, he has an ebony shaft around his neck, and it's like, yep, don't need that. Yeah. Or you could just leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning to nine. I got to open it. You unlock the door and step back, drawing your sword in case the goblin tries to attack you. He picks up a wooden stool and, waving it in the air, kicks the door open and charges at you screaming. You must fight. Goblin. Skill 5. Stamina 4. Man, I'm going to waste my potion of weapon skill on this stupid goblin. Oh yeah, this is your second combat. <laughs> this is my second combat. Uh, Alright. So goblin goes first. Goblin rolls a 15? Uh-oh. Oh, no. I have plus 11, though. Okay. I rolled a 19. So the goblin takes 2 damage. There's 4 stamina. So Goblin goes first. Goblin rolls another 15. Jeez. I roll a 17. Goblin dies. Well, He's too good at combat. Yeah. More of a curse, really, Speaking of which, some people were saying you, you might want to uh, eat some food. Oh, yeah, I could probably eat some food, yeah. Okay, so the po the weapon skill's gone, so we can get rid of that. I mean, technically it's worth it because I think I have part of the hammer. Uh, I guess I can Oh, eat, yeah, I mean, it's... I can eat a provision and gain four health, right? Go back up to 22? Uh, is it four health? Yeah, it's four. So I'm at 22. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you might as well, if you're not, if you're at... Oh, I also lost a provision. Yeah. I mean, better safe than sorry, right? If you win, turn to 176. Imagine dying to this goblin. I think most people, if they're playing by themselves and died to the goblin, they're like, I didn't die to the goblin. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it could be that, like, the ogre totally kicked your ass, right? Yeah. And so you only have, like, a little bit of health left, and then the goblin finishes you off. 176. You bend down over the lifeless body of the mad goblin and examine the rod around its neck. The rod is made of ebony, and there is a screw thread at the one end. You are excited to see the letter G neatly inscribed at the other end of what must be the handle of the dwarfish warhammer. You put your find in your backpack and leave the cave to continue your quest northwards. Turn to 358. You're half done already. Half done, baby. Uh. Halfway there. So. Sick. All right, so, I mean, I guess this is, you know, if you do have to do this again, you know where the 
yeah. rod is. Well, I probably need like the the gloves of missile dexterity because they probably make the ogre fight easier. Or yeah, I just yeah. knock it out. Right. I'm assuming you just knock it out if you have it. Maybe, yeah. And you just avoid that fight completely. And so like for future reference, you need the gloves, right? Yeah. You could just not open the silver box. You don't need. Yeah, you can just ignore the silver box. The fart box. Well, I also lost the nose filter because they're only one-time use, right? Right. It's going to be real awkward if I need them again for whatever reason. Um, turn to 358. Okay. Uh, what are we doing? So we've headed north, right? Um, walking along the path, you do not notice a rope noose hidden beneath some fallen leaves ahead of you. Your foot catches in the noose, and suddenly you are hauled into the air by the rope, which is tied to a sprung tree. In a second, you are hanging upside down, suspended by your trap foot. Test your luck. If you are lucky, your sword remains in its scabbard, and you are able to use it to cut yourself down from the man trap. <laughs> ah, the man trap. My favorite. If you turn to 40. If you are unlucky, your sword slips from its scabbard and drops to the ground, leaving you dangling helplessly. Turn to 228. 218, sorry. So, gotta test our luck. We gotta roll 2d6. We gotta roll under a 10. Is it un is it equal or less? or? Oh, actually, equal or less. Yeah, or yeah. Is it just it's equal or less. Equal or less. But if we roll an 11 or 12, then we're unlucky. Alright. 10. <laughs> I saw that 5 and I was like, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. so our luck drops by 1. We go down to nine. We do have that potion of luck, though. That's true. It can never put you higher than your max, though. Well, the potion of luck actually adds one to my initial luck, too. Oh, does it? Yeah. The potion of fortune... What did it say? Just wait. The uh, potion of fortune restores luck points and adds one to initial luck. Oh, neat. So I want to, like, kind of get low on luck, drink the potion. Does it return go... you to full? Yeah. It oh, restores wow. all your luck and goes... I'll go to 11. 11. Oh, yeah. that's really good. It's got to be the best potion, I think. I don't want to drink it yet. I'm not only at nine luck. Twitch that. Come on. I'm still like statistically unlikely to roll over a nine. Mm. Uh, so I got to turn to forty. Well, they haven't hit me with a maze yet, so that's always nice, right? You get to your feet and curse, brushing the dirt from your clothes with your hands. You are tempted to wait around to discover who set the trap, but decide against it to continue northwards, turn to 274. 274. I'm going to run out of map room. Uh, you notice a knotted vine hanging down to the ground from a tree on your left. You look up and see a roughly made treehouse amid the branches. If you want to climb up the vine to the treehouse, turn to 195. If you wish to continue walking north, turn to 109. I feel like I need to just explore everything. Because there's, mean... there's a chance I could just run into a goblin. Yeah, yeah. Although, as it said at the beginning, and, you know, as you found with, like, the, the hole... 
there's definitely going to be like dead ends and yeah. stuff. But I think I just have to try it like in the dark, the way yeah. I'm at right now. Like, yeah, I think you're right. All right, uh, 195. You die. I'm just waiting for like just like the most innocuous like you know what I mean like yeah, climb yeah. up the treehouse. It's like yeah, someone's waiting at the top with a hammer. They bash your fucking head in. You die. It's like oh okay, cool. I guess yeah. we all had fun. My map making skills, they're good. It's pretty good, right? Well, you I reach. Think, oh. I think for for a mapping point of view, like these these ones where you're just sort of it's fairly linear. Yeah. Like the map is obvious is only really important when you're like making decisions. Yeah. You reach the top of the vine and scramble onto a wooden platform. A sheet made from leaves and fa or ferns covers the entrance to a small covered living area. As you approach, the sheet is thrown back, and from behind it steps a large, hairy, ape-like creature wearing only an animal hide loincloth. He is holding a large bone in his right hand and grunts at you. He is an ape man. You may draw your sword and attack. Jump off the platform to the ground five meters below. Can't just be like, hey, man. How's Dude, it look going? at that art, Paul. Scroll up. Oh, yeah. The ape man. Look at that art. It's so good, dude. The creature is holding a large bone in his hand and grunts at you. Yeah. <laughs> Tag yourself. I'm the ape man. Uh, I'm going to... I'll fight him. Like, how strong can the ape man be, right? The ape man is very <laughs> agile around the tree. Oh, no, I'm fighting him on his home turf. Oh. Very agile around the tree, and you have difficulty brandishing your sword. Oh, you must deduct two from your attack strength during each round of combat? Oh, I'm so dead. Yeah, I mean, you're still... And we're tied. You're we have eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, you're tied. Oh, that's so bad. Okay. I mean, I have 22 hit points, right? I could just win the long game. He's basically my equal. Yeah. Me, an ape man. You, an intellectual. Alright. Ape man. Rolls of 513. Good thing you just healed. Yeah. You got your lock too that you can pull out if you need it. I roll higher than a 13. Ape man. Goes to 5 hit points. Ape man. Seven, you can't eight, escape. 15. Tied. Okay, nothing happens. We tied. I can escape, but I'm not a coward. Eight man rolls a God. Eight man rolls an eighteen. Oh no! Come on, Adam. You can do this. Fail sticks. I take two points. And that twenty. Eight man rolls a fifteen. Taco Jeff <laughs> takes two points of damage. Oh, eight man. Oh, okay, okay. An 11, 12, 11, 11. <laughs> I can beat an 11. Okay. Eight man's at three. So you can use your luck on this next one if you want. Yeah, if I want to kill it. I think I might actually. So eight man, rolls a 15. Oh, oh I go to 16. Okay. Eight man. Stop rolling so high. <laughs> Jeff brings up a good point. 15? You don't have to be doing the math. Your skills are this. You could just look at the numbers on the dice. 
Oh yeah, right. Because your skills are the same. Oh, okay. Do I, want, I need to kill this thing. I'm going to test my luck. So this is, you either do three or none. Is that how it works? Three or one, I think it is. Uh, battles. Using luck in battles. If you're just wounded a creature, you may test your luck. Uh, if you're lucky, you have inflicted severe wounds and subtract, it may subtract an extra two points from the, oh, it's two points? Oh, could have done that earlier. I so guess. I could have done four or, well, it has an odd number. It right. had seven, right? So I don't even know if I want to test my luck. Is it four or one? Yeah, it's four damage or one. Mm. I'm just going to, no, I don't want to test my luck. I don't so, think but it's if you do it. four, you'll kill him right away. And if you do one. I might kill him next that, time. If you do one, that doesn't actually slow you down at all. Right? Mm. Yeah, I'll test my luck. Nine or lower? Okay, eight man dies. I lose a point of luck. Oof. I took a lot of damage that fight. That's wild. Oof. Yeah. Well, you're on his home turf. <laughs> you come into my house? <laughs> it's like, oh no. Eight man. If you win, turn to 207. All right. I wonder if he was the guy who set up the trap, too. Probably. Sounds like something an ape-man would do, right? You step over the body of the ape-man and enter his living area. It's like his fucking house. Into his one-bedroom condo of ape-man. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh... Oh, man, that's so good. Yeah, he's just just uh, going through a divorce right now. Yeah, his studio, his studio apartment. Studio apartment. <laughs> he's trying to get it fixed up, so, uh... When his uh, his kid comes, he has visitation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the weekend dad. Alternate weekends. Uh, all right. He's trying to make it look nice. Got a bunch of Ikea stuff. Animal bones and rotting fruit litter the floor. The ape man's bed is made of moss and lichen and seems to be crawling with bugs. You shudder and step back out onto the platform. You then notice a copper bracelet around the ape man's wrist. If you want to put it on your own wrist, turn to 302. If you would rather climb down the vine to the path and carry on walking northwards. Ah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's not cursed, right? 302, baby. Give me that free loot. You twist the bracelet into place on your wrist. A powerful feeling surges through your arm and makes you jump. Your arm feels strong. <laughs> ah, my arm. It's so strong. Uh... You now possess a bracelet of skill which allow you to add one point to all future dice rolls when computing your own attack strike during combat as long as you wear it. Sick. Oh, nice. It's like the potion, but yeah. permanent. Bracelet of swoleness. Sick. You just have, like, one ape arm now. <laughs> I'm the new ape man. You are the new ape man. I am ape man, fighter of... Nightman. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I am the ape man. <clears throat> All right. Uh, continue northwards. Turn to 109. So, this was uh, ape man. 
Still heading north. Soon the path leads out of the trees onto a large plain with tall grasses. Beyond it you see rising ground and, further off, some low hills. The path splits and goes in three directions. There's west, there's east, and continue north. Uh, this time, I'm going to go west. The path ends at another junction. The way south leads back to the forest, so you decide to head north. Turn to 180. That's, that's not a junction. That's just <laughs> that's just a path. If there's if the only way to go is forward or backward, <laughs> that's not a junction. <laughs> uh, the 80s were wild, Paul. 180. Okay. Walking quickly along the path through waist-high grass, you arrive at another junction in the path. If you want to continue walking north, turn to 105. If you wish to go west, turn to 361. I'm going to go west again. 361. Uh, not too far ahead comes the sharp noise of barking dogs drawing near. Suddenly a brown fox with eyes wide open in <laughs> Eyes wide open. <laughs> Eyes wide open in, in fear dashes past you running east. The frantic yelping of the dog gets louder. If you wish to face the oncoming pack of dogs, turn to 396. If you would rather hide in the hall, tall glasses of the, or grasses of the path, and let them run past in pursuit of the fox, turn to 86. See, this is the kind of thing where Twitch Chat's going to get mad at me if I let the fox die. Tally ho! There's like a fox hunt happening. So... What I think I need to do is fight the dogs. But are they going to get mad at me if I kill the dogs? Mm. It's a, it's a no-win scenario. Mm -hmm. So it's either I kill the doggos, or I just let the fox die. The fox die. <laughs> mm, that's a good point. What if the fox is like another like enchanted person? Oh, yeah. Like the, and the fox is like, yeah. I'm a I fox. guarantee you help, that's... Help. Yeah. That's, I guarantee you that's probably it. Uh, I'm going to, okay, 396. Oh, that art is wild. Look at that art. Oh, I love that so much. Paul, why is this art so good? Mm, I don't know. I dig it. Okay. You draw your sword and stand to face the pack of dogs. They come into view in a cloud of dust. Galloping behind them is a masked rider wearing a long flowing cloak and riding a white stallion. He blows a horn and the pack of dogs comes to a sudden halt in front of you. There are four of them and you see that they are hunting dogs. The stallion stands motionless behind them with steam blowing off its nostrils and two long jets. The masked man looks at you without speaking. Will you start a conversation or attack a dog? Well, I mean, my character knows only war, right? Except for that time that he hid in the bushes. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk about You'd be that. like, I, nice, nice dogs? Yeah, I mean, I feel like starting a conversation isn't going to do much. Look at his little horn he's holding in his hand. It's very cute. Yeah, I'll say hi. 364, let's try talking to him. I invoke the ancient rite of parlay. 
You nod your head at the masked rider and bid him good day. <laughs> he nods back but says nothing. You tell him of your quest to help the dwarfs of Stonebridge. He then jumps down from his mount, throws back his cape, and extends his right arm to shake your hand. You see that each of his fingers is adorned in a large gold ring. Weird. One ninety. I'm just going to carry on the conversation. Why is he shaking my hand? Maybe he likes the What if I'm going to do that? I want to do that thing where like, we go to shake his hand and I go, oh, too slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what page was it? Sorry. 194. The man smiles and takes off his mask, explaining that he wore it to protect him against the dust and not to hide the face of a robber. You sheath your sword and relax a little. The man tells you that he is a hunter and that the best game in all the northern borderlands could be found on this grassy plain within Darkwood Forest. He says that his hounds were chasing a wild boar when they lost its scent and picked up that of the fox mistakenly. He warns you of some of the dangerous beasts that lurk in these parts and finally says, if you are going to spend the night in Darkwood, you might need some of this. Wow, okay. He drops some belladonna into your hand and jumps back onto his, on his stallion. Then, with a sudden blow of his horn, the dogs run off east. He turns and waves to you before galloping, galloping off in pursuit of his dogs. You put the belladonna into your backpack and set off west again. What the hell is belladonna? It's a, is it like a it's, plant? Isn't it like a, like a deadly nightshade kind of plant? Oh, it's poison? It's a wolfsbane? Uh... Oh, wolfsbane. So it's probably like... It's like a poisonous plant. I should eat it. Okay. Cool. Free poison. Turn to 208. Hey, look at that. Picking a fight. I didn't even pick a fight. Mm -hmm. Probably because I was definitely not winning that fight. 208? Who knows how many Maybe. other guys you could have just talked to. I set off West you. Again. You soon arrive at a crossroads. The way south leads back to the forest, so you decide to ignore it. You may either keep going west, turn to 99, or head north. Uh, Apparently you're you're not about backtracking. No, my character doesn't believe in it. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Always forward, never learning. Let's go. I'm going to keep going west, so 99. I should write down on a masked man. Ahead you see that the path ends at the door of a large hut made of dried mud. It has a domed roof and a single window. You peer through the window and see a large man with dark skin sitting at a table in the middle of the hut. He is bare chested and is flexing his muscles of his arms. If you wish to enter the hut, turn to 209. If you'd rather return, look at the picture. Scroll up. I just peek in and homeboy here is just flexing in his house by himself. I, yeah, I feel kind of bad disturbing a man while he's deep, <laughs> deep in flex. Yeah, dude, he's just chilling. He's like, Urgh. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. Yeah, I, I mean, like, maybe he's a goblin. Yeah, I, maybe. I'm going to enter 209.
As you enter the hut, the big man smiles. He looks pleased to see you and starts to speak in a deep voice. Welcome, stranger. <laughs> my name is Quinn, and I earn my living by my arms. Would you care for a little wager, perhaps, at arm wrestling? If you wish to accept the challenge, turn to 28. If you wish to decline his offer, you politely refuse and return to the junction in the path. We're not a coward. We're going to arm wrestle this dude. 28? It's probably just to test your luck, right? Oh, wait! Did I buy those? Mm, oh, I didn't buy the yeah, armband of strength! <laughs> if you possess an armband of strength, turn to 52. If you do not possess this item, turn to 266. Ah. Ah. Okay. 266. I just like the idea that, that he's just like sitting, he just sits in his house and challenges anybody who comes by yeah. to arm wrestling. Quinn explains that he will wager some dust of levitation against an item or coins to the value of 10 gold pieces. You sit down at the table opposite him. You put your elbow on the table and lock hands with him. His grip is like an iron vice and his dark slanted eyes look confident. His biceps bulge and he gives the signal for the contest to begin. Roll two dice. If the number rolled is less than or equal to your skill score, you manage with great effort to push his arms down slightly. He is strong and will not give in easily. You must roll successfully against your skill score two more times before you are able to push his arm down to the tabletop. If you are successful, turn to 354. If any of the three rolls exceeds your skill score, your arm gives way to Quinn's strength and collapses on the tabletop. Turn to 129. Do my Does my bracelet a skill factor into that? Or is it only attack damage? I think it's only I, attack I think it, damage. I, I didn't, it didn't say it actually like increases your skill. Yeah, I think it just, just a, said for attacking For purposes. attack damage? No, the bracelet doesn't work. Yeah, the bracelet's only attack. So I have to roll under 10 three times. It's not a bad... That's not bad, like, right? You have pretty good odds on that. Yeah. Is it 10 or under? Or under 10? Less than or equal. Less than or equal? Okay. Okay. One. One. You're doing it. You're doing it. Two. You're doing it. Boom. Boom, baby. That's a five. Sorry. Arm wrestling champion. Uh, if you're successful, turn to 354. Quinn shakes his head in you've disbelief. Take, you've taken away this guy's one thing. <laughs> yeah, he had one job. He's like, this is all I do. Yeah. It's like, what am I? <laughs> this, what, 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 I this is, I've trade, literally trained my entire life for this. And then some dude shows up. He's like, yeah, I'll beat you. Just like, bang. <laughs> like, oh. Well, it sucks to suck, I guess. Destroyer of hopes. All right. Quinn shakes his head in disbelief. He stands up and walks silently to a wooden chest at the back of the hut. That's so sad. He doesn't say a word. He's just like... <sighs> he lifts the lid and pulls out a small glass file. He hands it to you and walks back to the table where he slumps in his chair looking thoroughly dejected. The dust in the file sparkles in the light and you put it in your backpack and leave the hut. Outside you walk back to the junction of the path. Turn to 349. He's like... One of one of these days, I'm gonna win one of these. File of, it was levitation, right? Yeah, dust of levitation. Yeah, I have so many items. Jeez, I'm like loaded. The last game they gave me nothing. Like the last book, they're just like, yeah. The I bet the chest is just like 
full of little vials. Oh, yeah, he's just got a bunch of them, yeah. What if there was only one vial in there and he just gave away the only one he had? He's like, well, I can't bet anything anymore. Uh, okay, 349. You arrive back at the crossroads. Uh, was that at 208? Or no, 361? North 291 or... No, but I mean, like, I'm trying to think about my map, like, where I'm coming from. I guess it doesn't matter. But, like, was 361 the crossroad originally? Because I went to 208, which was the masked dude. Right. I think it's 361. Okay. Uh, ignoring the way south back to the forest, make a north or continue east. My map's already screwed up. Um, let's go north. 291. <laughs> oh. Excuse me. Um, as you walk further... Okay, I'm just going to go from 361, I guess. Right? 291. As you walk further northwards across the plain, the grass gradually becomes shorter and the ground starts to rise gently. Ahead you hear the roar of crashing water. So there's a lot of plains in yeah. this In this forest. Uh, in this forest, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is like the least spookiest forest I've ever seen. And we always talk about how we're not going back to the forest. Mm. Uh, soon you reach the bank of a wide river split on two levels. To your right, the water is calm and slow-moving, but in front of you it rumbles or tumbles noisily down a great waterfall to a gorge below where the river narrows and runs quickly west over rocks and boulders. Steps lead down to the, by the side of the waterfall to the bottom of the gorge, although it is difficult to see where they end because of the spray thrown up. Across the river, you see the path heading north into the distance. A small wooden boat is tied to a post to your right where the river is calm. Will you walk down the steps to the base of the waterfall Row the wooden boat across the river. See, the boat's, a, the boat's a trap. My gamer sense is firing off at, like, a higher level than most people are used to. I mean, like, where, like, who left the boat there? Why? Exactly. There? Yeah. Who left the boat? Why did they leave the boat? And why isn't there a ferryman that I have to pay? And do I know anything about riding a boat? No. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm going to... I'm going to... go down... You're going to walk down to the waterfall? Yeah, 335. Okay, let's do this. This map stinks, Paul. Um, three thirty-five. You walk down the slippery stone steps to the bottom of the waterfall. You look up and see a magnificent rainbow reflected in the spray. It is dark in the gorge and impossible to see through the wall of water where the steps end. If you wish to walk, or if you wish to walk through the sheet of water, turn to 181. If you wish to climb back up the stone steps, return to 326. See, there's always secrets behind a waterfall. Yeah, the in a video game, a waterfall that doesn't have a secret behind it is like the biggest annoying waste of time. It's a bad video game. Paul. Yeah. All waterfalls have secrets behind yeah. them. Yeah. 181 it is. 
You walk along the steps through the waterfall into a large cavern where there is a pool of still water. The steps run around the side of the pool, and there is a stone table and chair on the far side. Always, a, There's always a cavern behind the waterfall. Yeah. You go to the table and see fish scraps lying on it. Suddenly you hear a noise of splashing behind you. A strange creature climbs out of the pool and advances towards you armed with a trident. His legs are like a man's, but his face and torso resemble a large green fish with bulbous eyes. His arms are like yours, but are covered with large scales. His legs and arms are like yours, but he's got a fish head. <laughs> we saw him before, because like you went to 180, and I was like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah. Uh, he is fish man, and you must fight him. Okay. Skill 7, stamina 6. He's like a reverse mermaid. Yeah, reverse merman. Okay. Fishman goes first. Fishman rolls a 12. I don't think I can lose to that because I have plus 11. Nope. Fishman is at 6 and is now at 4. Fishman rolls a 17. It's pretty good. Adam rolls a 21. Oh, sucks to suck, I guess, Fishman. Fishman goes to 2. Fishman rolls a 17. Uh-oh. Adam rolls a 17. We're tied. Sick. Fishman rolls a 15. Yes. Adam rolls a 16. Sick. Fishman fucking dies. Dude, high skill is like... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm waiting for the time we do one of these and I roll one. And I have like... So that would be a seven. Yeah, I'd have seven it's skill. Plus seven four. skill would be like, I'd be avoiding every fight. There's no way, dude. Okay. Yeah, so far you haven't met anybody who actually has a higher skill than you. No. Well, it's because I'm a trained swordsman, right? If you win, turn to 162. There is nothing of use or value in the fishman's cave. So we walked into his house, killed the fuck out of him, and then just left. We're like, oh man, there's nothing here. <laughs> uh, so you walk around the north side wall. Steps lead back through the waterfall and up the north wall of the gorge to the top. You are at the foot of some hills and can see the path climbing up into their midst in the north. It is getting dark and night is closing in, so you decide to camp behind some rocks to the right of the path. You build a large fire and settle down to sleep with your sword by your side. Oh. Turn to 285. Oh. I uh, like that it's just, you killed the fish man, so you decide to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> you're tired. You're tired after a long day of killing fucking people in their homes and beating people in arm wrestles in their homes. Speaking of which, actually, uh, do you, should you eat some more? You got kind of beat up by that out ape guy, right? Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat a meal. And go back up to 20. Yeah, eat some food before bed. Yeah, it's a good idea, Paul. We're at eight provisions, 20 health. You All could right. have slept in the fish guy's house. Yeah, could have. But that stinks like murder, Paul. <laughs> and I can't have that on my conscience while I'm trying to get a good night's sleep, okay? Uh, 285. You've been asleep for about an hour when the noise of deep growling wakes you up. You stand up without making a noise and grab your sword. You wait and listen. There's a full moon in the, oh. <laughs> There's a full moon in the sky and the light casts eerie shadows all around. You hear soft footsteps and sniffing followed by another low growl. 
Then a shape which looks like a man steps out of the shadows to your right. As he gets closer, you see that his chest, arms, and face are covered with thick brown hair and long teeth protrude from his mouth. He is a werewolf, and you must fight him. You're fighting a lot of, like, mixed human and animal things. Yeah. Dude, look at... Yeah, how come... Did it, I would have thought it would have given you a chance to use your wolfsbane thing there. Oh, yeah. That's literally what it's for. Look at the picture. That is oh. some aggressive fucking... That is some aggressive is, body hair. It that is, is not as wolfy as I was expecting. My man needs to invest in a shaver. Look at his fucking underwear, man. Yikes. Jeez Louise. What's up with his hand? Oh, it looks like he's like holding it like this. He's holding it forward. Is that Danzig? <laughs> All right. Uh, the werewolf has eight skill and nine stamina. Holy crap. Okay. Werewolf. Rolls a 20. Whoa. Beat that. No problem. Adam. Rolls a 14. Oh. Okay. Slight problem. Slight problem. Goes down to 18. Werewolf. Werewolf rolls a nineteen. You're 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 tired. It's okay. Yeah. You're just like still waking up. Adam rolls an eighteen. Yeah. Oh, that was real close. Yeah. I got a sixteen. Werewolf <laughs> rolls an eighteen. Jeez. No wait, that was nine. Seventeen. 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 Okay. Oof. Werewolf goes down to seven stamina. Yeah, I, I have the bracelet for plus one. Uh, You've got that plus four on the luck, too. If you want to try that. Yeah. Um, werewolf rolls a 15. I roll. Sneak eye. <sighs> 14. Oh, God. I'm going to die to this werewolf, dude. Can I eat multiple meals at once? I, I just, like... Bang, I bang, think bang. so. Not during a fight, though. Yeah. Werewolf rolls. Uh, 13. Adam rolls. Okay. Werewolf is at 5. Werewolf rolls. Uh, 15. Werewolf? Yeah, suck it. I don't think I can even lose to that. No, I can't. Uh, werewolf is at one. <laughs> Oof. <sighs> Dude, this werewolf is on steroids. <laughs> I mean, it's a full moon and everything. It's yeah. kind of just deal. 19? Oh, I rolled a 20. All right, I'm at 12 hit points. I'm at half health, dude. Werewolf. Rolls a 16. I. Oh, wait, 16. Okay, we tied. Whew. Jeez. Still good, still good. Okay. Werewolf. Rolls a 12. I don't think I can lose to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, werewolf dies. 
No, no, we're we're taking the bracelet into account. Yeah, yeah I Adam's, have plus eleven. Yeah, Adam's, I'm adding plus eleven. Adams have sure. been adding plus eleven this whole time. Don't worry, touch that. Um, <laughs> this werewolf seems supernaturally strong. Okay, well we're at twelve health. So we probably want to eat like three things and go back to full, I think. It's got to be better, right? <laughs> I eat three meals. I go down to five provisions. That's not... It's, a, it's important to eat three good meals a day. Yeah. <laughs> Just usually not all at the same time. We're max health, though. So we got that going for us, which is nice. All right. Uh... If you defeat him, turn 388. The worst part is, is like, we're not going to get anything for beating this dude. Because, like, the werewolf doesn't, like, fucking carry his belongings around with him, right? Wait. What was that? 388? Oh! If the werewolf wounded you during combat, turn to 155? He did a little bit. On the plus side, hey, maybe you get to be a werewolf now. Ah, 155. Ah. You settle down to sleep again, but start to shake and tremble. Sweat pours from your body, although you feel very cold. Do you possess any Belladonna? If you do, 83. Otherwise, 259, baby. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Person who totally wasn't robbing people. Uh, 83. Sick. You reach for your backpack and take out the Belladonna. It is poisonous, but its effect will stop you from turning into a werewolf yourself. Lose two stamina points for the effects of the poison. If you are still alive, turn to 139. So I'm at 22. I wonder if you just turn into a werewolf, you just died. You know? Or it's like, yeah, your journey is over. I think your journey is over. 139. So it's like, why make me fight the werewolf, right? Like, you can't get hit by it if you didn't have the Belladonna. I'm assuming you turn into a werewolf and you're like, your adventure is over. Mm. It's like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the effects... Okay. The effects of the Belladonna and the bite of the werewolf wear off and you finally manage to get back to sleep. In the morning, you collect your belongings and head north along the path into the hills. Turn to is, 198. Is it just me, or do you... Are you, like, a really good sleeper? Yeah. It's like I got bit by a werewolf, and then I, like, ate some belladonna, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, last night, you also... You, last night, you slept beside the corpse of the dwarf. Yeah. Tonight, you're sleeping beside the corpse of the werewolf that just ate you. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, that's over now. Time to go back to sleep. Yeah. All right, so we go north to 190. Oh, that's true. You had you ate three meals. Maybe it's like that, like Thanksgiving thing, where you're just like, "Oh, I'm so full." <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of turkey. Tryptophan. Yeah. The ground is quite steep as the path wends its way into the hills. By the time you reach the top, the sun is quite hot. All around in the distance, you see the dark green circle of Darkwood Forest. Mist still hangs in the tall grasses behind you, but ahead you see a valley floor bathed in sunlight. All is quiet. As you start down the far side of the hill, 
and see a junction in the path. You may either continue north down the hill or head east along the new branch. I'm going to go east. A7. path leads along a ridge of the hill and comes to another junction. You see that the way south leads back to the river, so you decide to head north again, turn to 90. Just for for mapping purposes, does that does that coincide with what you have? Yeah, roughly. Kind of. I think that's sort of what this is actually doing. Yeah. Is it's giving you a chance to like look at your map? Well, I mean, south technically it's like south uh southwest. Because, like, here's the, this is where the river was. Or not right, the river, right. this is where the river was. 291 is the river. And this is where we are right now. Right. So that's the junction we were just at, and that's technically south. Yeah. I think my map's, like, good enough, right? But, yeah, that's, even though you don't have a choice here, it's sort of, it's giving you something to double-check your map with, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. The path runs north down the hill between large boulders and rocks. You have an uneasy feeling that you are being watched. Then, from behind one of the large boulders to the left of the path, spring two sinewy men with long hair and beards. They are wearing animal furs and look menacing. One notches an arrow to his bow and lets it fly. Test your luck. If you're lucky, the arrow misses you and flies past your head. If you're unlucky, the arrow lodges itself in your shoulder and you suffer the loss of three stamina points. If you're still alive, turn to 348. Ouchie. Gotta roll eight or lower. Four. Boom. So we go down to seven luck. I might think about drinking those like potions. Bullet dodging moves. Yeah, I think we'll try like we'll push our luck. No pun intended, but like one more. But I think I might want to drink that potion of luck just to go back up to eleven, right? Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Turn to two ten. The men curse and jump up and down in anger at having missed you. Did they only have one arrow? They fired one arrow, and they're like, damn it, we missed! It's go like, get the arrow. Go get, go get it, idiot! Our arrow budget's spent. Uh, they start to argue and push each other around. They seem to forget all about you. If you want to attack the wild hillmen, turn to 43. If you want to walk past them along the path, while well, they are still arguing, turn to 188. Wow, so they, they shot an arrow at a guy, missed, and then they just got distracted by like, why'd you miss? <laughs> I don't know. Why, do, why are you always bugging me? Come on, man! <laughs> Yeah. Why did you miss? I just you picture. Think you do better. I just picture like the two brownies from Willow arguing. <laughs> I am the leader. <laughs> you know, like. Um, I don't think it's worth the time. I think I need to like, just because I spent so many resources fighting that stupid werewolf, I need to like not. I feel like guys who only have one arrow between them probably don't have a lot of treasure. <laughs> the only thing, I, the only, the only thing I'm worried about is like. What if they are like, there's a, for some reason, a goblin? Like, you know what I mean? The other yeah, goblin? Yeah. But I think I'm just going to skip them. Let's turn to 188. I'm going to skip it. Okay, so we're, we're still in 90. We walk past them north, I think. 188, right? Yeah. Walking down the hill, you see the valley floor stretching out ahead and beyond. A si- or, Walking down the hill, you see the valley floor stretching out ahead and beyond a sinister wall of trees. Dark wood! <gasps> we made it! On the other side of the trees lies Stonebridge, your journey's end. Yeah. Arriving on the valley floor, you see that the path comes to a junction. 
I thought you'd been doing Darkwood this whole time, actually. No, I hadn't made it yet. If you want to head west, turn to 221. If you want to head east, turn to 359. Um, I'm going to go west. 221. The valley floor is covered with lush green grass and is very flat. You soon arrive at another junction in the path. You may either continue west or head north. Uh, let's keep going west. 378. To the left of the path, you see a small man with a long gray beard sitting cross-legged on top of a huge mushroom. He's wearing a bright red jacket and cap, and his trousers are black and end at his knees. He is asleep and snoring loudly. You may either give him a gentle push to wake him up, or walk quietly past him to continue your journey. I mean, I mean, you might know where the goblins are. Talking to people has served you relatively well so far. Yeah, I'm gonna wake them up. Three oh seven. The small man wakes up with a start, loses his balance, and falls off the mushroom. He curses as he lands on the ground, but jumps back up or jumps back onto the mushroom, shouting, "Who did that? Who did that?" He looks at you and frowns. You may either attack the gnome or attempt to start a conversation. Uh, I'm gonna conversation. You approach the gnome with your arm extended, offering to shake his hand, an offer which he accepts with a doubtful look on his face. You then tell him of your quest, how you met poor Bigleg, and why you decided to help the dwarves of Stonebridge. You ask him if he has any information which might help you. He replies that he does not care much for dwarves, but he does have some information which might be of use to you. However, that information will cost you either five gold pieces or an item of treasure from your backpack. If you wish to pay the greedy gnome for his information, turn to 297. I could just give him the silver box. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to give the gnome the silver box. Don't open it. <laughs> it's full of fart. What if I gave him the rod? <laughs> the ebony rod? Like, here you go. Yeah, I don't need this. Yeah. Uh, so we gave him the silver box. 297. I mean, maybe the silver box is something you need later, but hopefully not. Yeah. <clears throat> it didn't seem to be magical. As he accepts his payment, the gnome smiles and tells you that he saw the skeleton of a goblin inside a stone crypt. Perhaps it was a skeleton of one of the two goblins you, who you are looking for, perhaps not. He says that the crypt is somewhere north in the forest, but exactly where, he's not sure. You are annoyed that the gnome does not have any more information and set off west again at a fast pace. Turn to 67. I, I mean... I don't think this happened long enough ago that the goblin would be a skeleton. Uh, unless I mean, it was eaten by something, I guess. Maybe. 67. You arrive at another junction in the path. The way south leads back to the hills, so ignore it and continue west. I'm running out of room on the side of my thing. 113. The path makes a sudden turn to the right and heads north across the valley floor. To the left of the path, you see a large pond with a small wooden hut with a thatched roof by its edge. If you want to investigate the hut, turn to 324. 
You wish to ignore the hut. Dude, every time I've investigated something like this, it's paid off. I... Yeah, I mean... I think I the, need to... The, the treehouse wasn't so good, but... No, but, but I mean, like... You well, got I got the, the bracelet. bracelet yeah, out of yeah, it. you get something. I'm gonna... 113... I'm gonna go to the hut. 324. So if possible, you want to go generally north at this point, right? Yeah. You walk around to the front of the hut and see a large blue vase standing on a small porch. There is nobody about. You open the door to the hut, but there is nobody inside. The hut is also devoid of any furniture or objects. You walk outside again and inspect the blue vase. You look inside, but despite the sunlight, are unable to see beyond the rim. The vase is filled with an eerie blackness. You shake it and hear a rattling sound. You may drop the vase on the ground, put your hand in the vase, ignore the vase. See, this is where putting my hand in it's a bad idea. Or a great idea. Well, when you say it like that. What if there's something inside the vase? Put your hand in it. What, what, what if, yeah, what if all good stuff is in the vase and you break it and you lose the whatever the good stuff is? I'm putting my hand in the face. 161. Your hand descends into the inky blackness of the vase. It is gripped by an intense pain. First it feels like it is being crushed, then it feels as if it is on fire. If you wish to pull your hand out of the vase, turn to 185. If you want to feel around and find what's inside the vase, turn to 341. All right, well, we've already made a decision. I will not fear. Fear is the little death. <laughs> yeah. it's, one of, it's one of those things. It's the Dune thing, right? <laughs> it's the go John Gabar. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, we're going in. 341. Don't kill me, don't kill me. I would be so upset if we got killed here and we had to start all over again. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to, like, break your hand or something. <sighs> don't do it. Don't do it. The pain in your hand becomes almost unbearable, but you still retain feeling in it. At the bottom of the vase, your hand comes in contact with several objects. You grasp them and pull your hand quickly out of the vase. You are surprised to see no mark or sign of injury on your hand. You examine your treasure and find five gold pieces, a dragon's tooth, and a glass file containing a potion of strength, which restores five stamina points whenever you decide to drink it. Add one luck point and return to the path to head north. See, this is where I Rewarded. wish... Can I... In response to gaining the luck point, can I... I guess drinking my potion doesn't matter, right? No, it doesn't. No. No. It doesn't change anything. So we got a luck point, which is eight. And then what else did we get? Five gold pieces, bringing us to 27. Yeah, I don't know if you can do things at instant speed. Dragon tooth. Yeah, dragon tooth. And a potion of strength. Which we have no idea what the dragon tooth does. Nope. Sure don't, but I'm sure we could be able to trade it for something. You can drink the potion in combat where you can't eat in combat. That's actually pretty tech. Oh, right, because it's a stamina potion. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Wow, we just got a lot stronger. Okay. 149. Return to the path to, return to the path to the north. 149. Yeah, so that was just like a little detour. As you walk across the valley, you see the dark green wall of dark, dark wood forest looming up before you. The path leads directly into thick undergrowth, and soon you are walking between two dark, tall dark trees and thorny bushes. It is yeah. dark and quiet. Also, that was just like 
a vase full of painful darkness. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, got some stuff. Okay, yeah. bye. How did the stuff get in there? <laughs> How did the stuff get in there? Why is it in there? Who put the vase there? Why is there a hut? There? There's a lot of There's questions. There's a lot of questions that we didn't answer, and we just walked away. We're like, oh, I guess this looks good to me. <laughs> uh, the path forks. If you wish to walk, walk east, turn to 130. If you would rather continue north, well, I mean, they said north, so. We're going to keep heading, heading north. 306. Gnomes don't lie. Never. Looking for a crypt, baby. Amidst the trees to the left of the path, you see a small stone building covered with ivy and moss. If you wish to examine the building. Okay, well, we're examining every stupid building that we see. 391. I like the like the speedrun version of this where you're just like doop a doop a doop a doop a doop not gonna get distracted. Walk, 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 and then you just get to the end and the dwarf is like, So did you get the thing? And you're yeah. like, Nope, I didn't see it. Sure didn't. Three ninety one. The building measures only three meters by three meters and has no windows. The door is made of stone and looks very solid. There's no handle. There does not appear that there is another way to enter the building. Then you notice a tiny keyhole in the stone door. If you possess the silver key, turn to two hundred. If not, three seventy nine. Damn, no key. That wasn't something you could have bought, so... It was? It wasn't. Oh, okay. So that must be something... I wonder where you could have picked that up. Who knows? 379? Oh. You may either try to charge the door down, turn to 73, or return to the path and head north. Well, if we don't have a key, we can make a key, right? 73, okay. baby. I'm breaking this door down. Universal key. Yeah. God's God's perfect key. 73. Oh, that's true. Maybe when you hid in the bushes, those guys had the key. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You step back and then charge at the door. Roll two dice. If the number rolled is equal to or less than you both your both your luck and skill scores, the door flies open. Wait, added together? Or they have to be lower than luck and skill? I think lower than luck and skill, which for okay. you is the same, isn't it? Uh, well, my luck is currently eight. Oh, right. If the number rolled is greater than either your luck or skill, you bounce off the door and rub your bruised shoulder. If you decide against risking any... Okay, so we have to roll. So it's just... It's just Can I just, like... I kind of want to just break this down and roll. I want to use that potion of luck. You know? So it's whichever is lower, I guess, is what you're rolling. If I drink the potion of luck, then I only have to roll a t 10 or lower. Like My chances increase rather than 8. My luck cur is currently 8. I'm going to use this potion a lot. Alright. Your luck is now 11. Alright. What's my skill? 10. Oh, yes. Okay, that's, that's good, good, right? Yeah, and that, yeah, and that would have failed. Yeah, that would have failed. So there you I go. Drink it. Rewarded. Perfect. Sick. Sick. Okay, we're doing it. Uh, door flies open, turn to 327. gamer <laughs> inside you see stone stairs leading down into or from the door into gloomy depths you cannot see a thing down the stairs if you wish to descend the stairs from 351 if you wish to leave the building pfft, no 351 uh okay wait this is i think this is the crypt you Was step there, like a ring of light or something 
There was, yeah. Which I didn't buy. You step carefully down the stone stairs, feeling your way as you go. Slowly your eyes become accustomed to the dark, and you begin to make out shapes at the bottom of the stairs. You're standing in a small square room with a low ceiling. The floor is thick with dust, and there are cobwebs everywhere. In the middle of the room, there is what appears to be a large stone box, measuring, measuring approximately two meters by one meter. The top of it is a great stone slab. Along one of the rough stone walls... I like that you don't appear to know what a sarcophagus looks like. That A, a big stone box in the, that's clearly a sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you um, look at the art, too? The sarcophagus has like a spooky face on it. Yeah, that's it. That's the art. That's where I am. And if you look on the like on the sarcophagus, there's like a space like oh, yeah. melted into it. All right. Uh, the top of it is a great stone slab. Along one of the rough stone walls, you find a small alcove with a candle in it. You may either light the candle or walk back up the stairs. Okay, I'm lighting the candle. Why? Why do you keep making me leave? Two ninety two. The light from the candle casts eerie shadows around the room. In the yellow light, you see the face of an old man carved into the stone slab, or the, into, of an old man carved into the stone slab top of the box. Then you notice the leg of a skeleton protruding from the shadows in the far corner of the room. You walk over to the skeleton to inspect it. The skeleton isn't small, and the skull has sharp protruding teeth. It could be the skeleton of either a goblin or an orc. You walk over to the stone box. The slab on top looks as, as if it could be moved if you wish to try to lift the stone slab turn the 95 dude there's like a zombie or a mummy or like a vampire yeah, I, in this thing if the gnome has like sent you somewhere with like a vampire then oh he's gonna he's gonna be not not happy i'm gonna open it 95 you try with all your might to move the stone slab but it will not budge do you have any dust of levitation yes yes <laughs> Oh, this game is so easy, dude. I like that you got the Dust of Levitation for being super strong. But, yeah. But being strong doesn't actually, isn't enough here. Yeah. If you do, turn to 173. You take from your backpack the glass file containing the sparkling dust and sprinkle it on the stone slab. Slowly, the stone slab starts to rise into the air. You peer into the box and are horrified to see a rotting corpse lying there. Ragged clothes cover a skeletal body with loose flesh hanging from it. You have lifted the lid of a coffin containing some cursed undead creature and jump back in horror as you see its eyes flick open. You are in a crypt made foul by some unknown follower of darkness. Slowly, the creature's ri creature rises out of the coffin and moves towards you with outstretched arms. Do you possess any holy water? If you do, 58. If you don't, 227. Well... You don't right. have any Maybe this wasn't quite as lucky as... <laughs> yeah, 227. The creature about to attack you with its claws is a ghoul. Skill 9, stamina 7. Skill 9. Woof. Okay, so it has the ability to paralyze me if it scores four separate wounds on you during this battle. If you defeat the ghoul, turn to 312. So if it hits you four times... I pretty much die. Yeah. Well, considering if it kills you or paralyzes you, it's the same page. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's not a good sign whatsoever. 
So I'm definitely going to use luck for this. Then, does right? the luck make him not hit you, or does it just do less damage? Less damage. So using luck to, but I want to use luck to damage. Oh, to damage. I can kill it in two turns if I roll luck. Right. Right. So okay. So Ghoul goes first. Ghoul rolls a 16. I go. I roll a 17. I'm going to use my luck. Yeah. Okay. So I do four damage. And I lose a lock. So the ghoul goes down to three. Ghoul rolls a 18. I roll an 18. Okay, cool. Tink. Ghoul rolls 17. I roll more than that. I'm going to test my luck again. Cool. The ghoul dies. Nice. That wasn't so that was bad. That spooky. Yeah, that's still spooky. Like, I had to spend two luck, too. Worth it. All right. Uh, th turn to 312. You step over the still corpse of the ghoul and look inside the coffin. You see 25 gold pieces, but are overjoyed to see another object that was being used as the ghoul's headrest. A bronze hammerhead with the letter G inscribed in it. You happily pat your findings in your backpack and leave the crypt to return to the path and head north. Return to 112. We found the fucking hammer. Oh, that was easy. Got the hammer thing and then... So I guess turning into a skeleton is probably what happens if you get eaten by a ghoul. We have 30... Oh, wait. We have 27 gold pieces. We have 52 gold pieces now. Yeah. Man, you are rich. You're rich. Now we just got to get out of the forest. So you just got to get to... So, like, now that you have the hammer, do you just, like, forget all the side quests and just go-go? Yeah, I think so. I think I just peace out, right? Or, but then then again, maybe some, maybe there'll be things in your way that getting stuff and side quests would help you with. Probably. I don't know. But, I mean, like, we have the, we have the hammer, so it's like, we just got to get out, right? Right. I mean, we only have 45 minutes left, so I kind of want to, like, just get out, right? The path presses on northwards through the dense trees. Then it makes a sudden turn to the right and heads east. The path is so overgrown in places that you have to use your sword to cut through it. Your walk east is long and tiring. At last you reach a junction of the path. Looking at Big Leg's map, you decide to head north again in the direction of Stonebridge and ignore the narrow path continuing east. Turn to 103. Okay. What does the big sword mean, I wonder? The path opens out into a small clearing. To your right you see piles of branches, or, or see a pile of branches, grass, and pieces of rag, the lair of some large creature. Amongst the debris and old bones scattered throughout, you catch sight of something glittering. If you want to look more closely, turn to 57 if you wish to hurry along. Okay, so smart thing is, got the hammer, let's get out of here, right? Mm -hmm. Bing, bang, boom, done by noon, here's the hammer, there you go. Mm -hmm. But, they did say something shiny. Mm -hmm. And I am a creature of simple taste, Paul. <laughs> right, right. I know I said yeah. I wasn't going to do anything stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're I not mean, cowards. I mean, like, if I die when I have like a Like, you're pretty good on resources right now. Yeah. Unless it's, like, insta-kill. <laughs> that would be awful. Don't get cocky. It's shiny, though. I can't, like... I'm doing it. 57. This is a mistake. 
like, I don't think you understand. It's shiny. You walk over to investigate the lair, but are suddenly aware of a dark shadow being cast all about you. You hear a loud roar above you and look up to see a dragon-like creature with two legs and green scaly skin flying down to its lair. A bolt of fire shoots from its mouth towards you. Test your luck. If you're lucky, the firebolt misses you and explodes by your feet. That turn to 132. Fast. <laughs> if you were unlucky, the firebolt slams into your back, knocking you to your ground. Turn to 35. Please. If so there's any justice, you're at you're at what nine? Nine, yeah. <laughs> oh, still good, still good. We're still lucky, baby. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We're still still lucky. We're still lucky. <laughs> oh man, one thirty-two. The creature landing in front of you is a wyvern. It looks at you and opens its huge mouth to let out another burning roar. It has 10 meters, or it is about 10 meters long and its thick scales look hard to penetrate with your sword. Do you possess a flute? If you do, turn to 258. Is it, is it missing a tooth? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 167. Okay, I don't have a flute, so. Oh, I'm dead. The wyvern's long tail swishes from side to side and smoke curls up its nostrils. You draw your sword and prepare to fight this fearsome monster. Oh. Wow. That that went south way faster than I thought. It Dude, it's got 10 skill. We're so we're so screwed. Oh, why did I push that? Why did you let me get greedy? <laughs> That's true. You so you got that stamina potion. Yeah. Which will he which we're working under the assumption will heal you in the middle of a fight. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think you have anything else. You've got a backpack full of random crap, but none of it. We have the same skill, right? Oh, my skill is no, 11. Your my skill is 11. 11. My so skill is 11. You are better. Yeah, you are more skillful than the. And you've got luck still that you could try. All right. Dragon. 16. Adam. Twenty. Boom. Twenty-two, actually. Twenty-two. At so least the math is easy with his nine 20. stamina. Yeah. Wyvern, sixteen. Adam, fifteen. Fiddlesticks. Go to twenty. Wyvern, fifteen. Adam, fifteen. God damn it, Wyvern. 18. Adam. <sighs> Go to 18. Wyvern. 16. Adam. Okay. 7. Wyvern. 19. Nope. I'm at 16. What's he at? He's at 7. Wyvern. Okay, 15, 16. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, your, your mic is just... Uh, oh, is it running? Your shirt a little bit there. Is that better? Yeah. All right. I don't want to die to this dragon. Dragon, 19. Wy Wyvern, technically. Oh, yes, 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 20... Wyvern's almost dead. 
Wyvern, 16. Adam, 15. <laughs> Fuck. I'm at 14. Wyvern, 19. Adam, half health. Wyvern, 15. Adam, 16. Okay, 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 okay. It's got one health. You got that stamina potion, st yeah. the, the strength potion. St yeah. I gotta eat after this, yeah. Wyvern. 13. I can tie it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I killed it. Jesus. <laughs> okay, Boom. it's dead. It's dead. It's dead, it's dead, it's dead. Sick. 305, baby. Okay, well, let's eat first. What are we at? Half health? I'm going to eat three and go back. So we have two provisions remaining, and we have full health. Okay. You find two gold? Oh my god, please don't. 305. You walk around the motionless wyvern and start to rummage through its lair and surrounding debris. You find a gauntlet made of plate iron, a throwing knife, ten gold pieces, and a gold ring. You put the knife and the gold pieces in your backpack. Will you try on the gauntlet, try on the gold ring, leave these items in... <laughs> oh, one of them's going to be cursed. Thanos? It has to be the gauntlet? I think it's the gauntlet. It's got to be the gauntlet, Wait, right? The gauntlet's cursed or the gauntlet's good? The ring's always cursed. So I got a throwing knife. I... Chad says, we didn't come this far to stop being greedy at this point. <laughs> I'm going to take the gauntlet. 374. You slip the gauntlet on your hand and take hold of your sword. Slicing the air with it, you feel more than usually skilled with your weapon. You now possess a gauntlet of weapon skill, which allows you to add one point to all future dice rolls when computing your own attack strength during combat, as long as you wear it. Note this on your equipment list. If you wish to try on a gold ring, turn to 133. If you'd rather ignore the gold ring or have already tried it on. Oh, you motherfucker. You mother... Why did they have to put that part in parentheses? Oh... Uh. So now, like your arm, your your sword hand has like a gauntlet of weapon skill and a bracelet of weapon skill on yeah. it. That's so greedy, dude. The ring is definitely cursed. My gamer sense it's is like popping make, off. Making you choose to put each one on separately. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna write this down. We'll come back to it. I'm not gonna put the ring on. For once in my life. So, page 374. One, okay, 133 is the gold ring one, though. I'm not going to try on the ring. All right. Isn't there a whole song about Frodo and Don't, don't Wear That Ring? Yeah. Uh, just head north along the path, turn to 360. I'm going to 360. Uh, we were just in the. I've totally lost track of this map, too, by the way. I don't remember where I was. 
is. Walking along the narrow path, you suddenly hear the sharp crack of a twig breaking and the whispering of low voices. You draw your sword and wait anxiously with your back to a large oak tree. Then from behind the trees opposite you step four men and a woman dressed in green tunics. Oh, they're elves. Each looks menacing and they stand with swords. dressed in green? Yeah. Stand with swords and axes in their hands. The young woman steps forward and tells you that you are trespassing on their territory. You must pay a levy of five objects from your backpack or face the consequences? If you wish to Holy give them what they crap. want, rather spit in the ground. Fuck that, dude. I have 12 weapon skill. What fight am I losing? You, it's like, you, you just, did they not see you just kill a friggin' wyvern? Yeah, I'm not giving up five items. That's too many items. If you, okay, 104, we're fighting. The bandit woman steps forward with her sword raised, shouting, Death to the intruder! She is their leader, and you must fight her first. They're not even elves. Skill 8, stamina 6. Alright. Oh, this is going to end badly for me. Guys, we're pretending to be elves. Uh, bandit. <laughs> Rolls a 20. Adam rolls a 19. Cool. I'm at 22. Sorry, your uh, the mic gets into the like the fold of your shirt there when you lean over. Yeah. yeah. Trying to fix it. She's only got six stem there though. I don't know if that's any better, but we'll go with that. Uh, did I roll for her? Is that her roll? I think so, right? Uh, no, I think... That's her roll. I didn't roll. Yeah, I rolled a 12. She had a 20. Yeah. I rolled a 19. Yeah, so this is a 6 plus her 8. So that's 14. Yeah. Okay, I beat her. She rolls a 6. Bandit. Rolls a 17. I roll 17. Bandit. Rolls a 14. Okay, Peter. Rolls a 4. Bandit. 16. Jeez. Okay. Bandit. <laughs> 19. What is these rolls? I go to 20. Bandit. Uh, 13. Okay. You got her. If you manage to defeat her, you must now fight the other four, other four bandits in pairs. Both members of a pair will have a separate attack on you in each attack round, but you must choose which of the two you will fight. Attack your chosen bandit as in a normal battle. Against the other, you will throw for your attack strength in the normal way, but you will not wound it if your attack strength is greater. We must count as this as though you must, or you have just fended off his blow. Of course, if his attack strength is greater, he will have wounded you in the normal way. Oh my god, that's so bad, dude. Oof. They're pretty weak, though. Yeah, they're not super strong. There's just like so you have, many. You have plus five. 
uh, on versism, right? Yeah, like the minimum I can roll is a 14, right? The yeah. maximum they can roll is a 19 or an 18. So it's like... Yeah, you're looking odds. pretty good. My, I'm looking pretty good. All right, so I need to... I need more space, dude. So bandit A and B... Six, nine, four. Okay, so Bandit A. I have to roll each one. This is going to take forever. Okay, so Bandit A rolls an 18. I have to defend. 17, so I take two damage. Jeez. I go to 18. Bandit B. So you're, who, which one are you attacking? Oh, I guess I had to pick beforehand, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, I'll say it was A, just okay. because they're the stronger one. So B attacks me for 12. I can't low, roll lower than that. So so you fine. fend off his attack. Yeah, I fend off. He has to roll... You don't need to do any damage to him. But. At least a 14. No, a 15. Yeah, the bandit B needs to roll an, uh, like an 11 to even hit me. Right? Uh, 17. No, minimum is 14. He has to roll a 15 to hit me. So a 9. Okay, so Bandit A, sorry. That's 11. I can't lose to that. So right. Bandit A takes two. Bandit B doesn't hit me. So you're, can you maybe move your mic over to like the other side? Yeah, there you go. It's just when you're, when you're like leaning on when I'm leaning? like that, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you can't hit me. So, we go back to A. A rolls a 17. Okay. I do two damage to A. So, A is it back to down? A is at two now? Yeah. B doesn't hit me. Yeah, B gets 10. A goes 7, 14. I can tie it. Okay. All right. A is dead. A is dead. B rolls a 17. Yeah. That's... 16. I go to 16 health. B rolls a 14. I can tie it. Okay. He's dead. I've only hit him. I haven't hit him at all. You this is the first time I've hit this one. This oh, is Bandit this is, B. I thought this was the second time you hit it. No. Oh, okay. This is Bandit B. Uh, 12. Well, it's dead. Okay. If I was that second pair of bandits, I would be hightailing it by now. Yeah. I have 16 health. Oh, my God. Paul, this is so bad. Okay. Uh, A and fine. B is it's the fine. same You're thing. Fine. Except 5 health and 6 health. I'll attack A first. So A rolls a 16. I roll way higher than that. So A goes to 3 health. B only has a 5 skill. So nope. So what? 11? Yeah. Uh, A attacks for 17. I take 2 damage. Jeez. I've taken so much damage from these bandits. I'm running out of healing. Five got I mean, you still haven't... Uh used your strength potion. Right? Yeah. So uh, that's still in your back pocket. 
Bandit B doesn't hit me. You only have two rations left? Yeah. I think I just beat that no matter what, right? Seven plus four is 11. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I broke my pencil. Stupid. So he goes to one health. Bandit B rolls a 12, which I can beat no matter what. Mm -hmm. Oh, he only has five skill. Second pair. Six, seven, that's 13. So I can beat that no matter what. Bandit A is dead. Bandit B. Now the weakest bandit attacks you. Yeah, 9, 14. I can tie that no matter what. Yeah. Okay, I do two damage. You have a plus 5. It's 11, 16. More than 16. Do two, and then bandit. Good lord, why are my rolls for there? I'm so high all the time. 16. Okay. Oof. Now we're getting into the sketchy territory where I could just die at any time. I do have a healing potion. If you win, turn to 311. So I've killed six things. That's a rough fight. A search of their clothing and pouches reveals nothing of interest apart from two gold pieces which you put in your backpack. You set off north again along the path and soon notice the trees beginning to thin out on either side of the path. Eventually the path leads out of the trees into the, plow the plowed field. You are out of Darkwood Forest? It was two gold pieces. Oh, yes. I guess it's two gold pieces plus not losing five other things. We made it out of the forest. Yeah, these bandits... Like, if these bandits have been, like, give us one thing, you probably would have been like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Five it's things? I think that's the last fight. 204? If this game, if I get to the end of this, Paul, and they're like, oh, you didn't find the secret part of the hammer, I am going to lose it. You didn't find the, like, yeah. 204. Oh, yeah, it's a three-part hammer. There's, like, an extra bit on the bottom. The path leads through the field to a stone bridge over a clear stream. Beyond the bridge are the small cottages and wooden huts of a village. A sign on the bridge reads, Stone Bridge. You cross the bridge and see two old dwarves with long white beards standing it's, by a cottage looking at you. You walked over the stone bridge. Yeah. Of stone bridge. We did it. <laughs> uh, do you have the hammerhead and the handle with the letter G inscribed on them? If you do, turn to 400. If you possess neither or only one of these items, turn to 381. 400. That's 400. good. If this just says game over... I'm pretty sure 400 is like the winning screen. Yeah. Man, at the beginning, it was like, you're probably going to die. Yeah. I came kind of close. I mean. Well, the thing, that actually, that I'm more impressed with is not so much that you've survived the fights, is that you actually ended up with the hammer, like, the pieces. Yeah. Because that's the hard part. Like, that's it's so the... easy to miss things. Yeah. Uh, you walk up to the old dwarfs and ask them to take you to Gillibrand. They eye you suspiciously, but agree to do so, commenting on your wounds and torn clothing. You got those in Darkwood Forest, I presume, says one of the dwarfs, pointing at various gashes on your body with his long clay pipe. Some people never learn. Adventurers are all the same. I can't see the sense in it myself. You walk through the village behind the two dwarfs and are aware of many dwarfish folk watching you. They begin to follow you and a procession builds up behind. There are lots of mutterings and whisperings among the crowd of dwarves and expect expectant looks show on their faces. 
Soon you arrive at the front, the foot of stone steps leading up to a stone building. Outside the building, on an ornate wooden throne, sits an old man, or sits a small old man with a long beard. He is wearing a crown, but looks miserable and holds his head in his hands. You run up the steps, taking the hammerhead and handle from your backpack. At the sight of them, the old dwarf's eyes light up and he jumps to his feet. Taking them eagerly with you, he starts to shout, My hammer! My hammer! We are saved! Now, my people, we are ready to fight the trolls. Did you get the third part, too? <laughs> yeah, <fuck. laughs> oh, man. The whole crowd erupts into cheering, waving their axes and swords in the air. You tell Gillibrand of Big Leg's misfortune and why you decided to continue this quest and of all the monsters you have encountered on your way. Gillibrand listens and frowns at the news of Big Leg, his faithful servant. Then he opens a drawer in the base of the throne and reaches into it, pulling out a small silver box and a golden-winged helmet and hands them to you. The helmet Don't is worth... Don't open the box! <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, so good. There's you know, a box under the seat of his throne. Yeah, there's a box we got from a gnome. It's like, oh, no, don't open it. <laughs> the helmet is worth hundreds of gold pieces and you proudly place it on your head. A great roar of approval comes from the crowd. You open the silver box and find dozens of jewels and gems. You put these in your backpack and wave to the happy doors of Stonebridge. Your quest is over. And you are now wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. That's literally it. Boom. Sick ending. What you, you, you got like two pages <laughs> worth of stuff talking about how awesome you did. Sick. We won. Wow. I didn't think I'd first, actually. First time. First try. Oh, me, God Gamer, Adam Savadan. Yeah. Oh, Cursed Ring Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 133. Slipping the ring onto your middle finger, you are suddenly gripped by an agonizing pain. Eventually the pain subsides, but you are unable to shake off the ring. You are wearing a cursed ring of slowness, which will force you to subtract two points from all future dice rolls when computing your own attack strength in combat. If you wish to try on the gauntlet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Wow. Wait, so you could, by, by you, if you put on the gauntlet now, that would take away like one of the... Yeah. Man, you did it. You uh, you you avoided all the... I wonder about the vase. Oh, if you broke it? Yeah. I bet you if you broke it, just... I don't know, so ghosts what, come what out? Stuff, uh, I'm just thinking about like all the stuff that was that the that the wizard could sell you. Yeah. Like, presumably, paths you went would have needed some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we... Oh, the... I don't remember where the ogre was. Oh, wait. Is that 2.30? I want to see... If you had the thing, could you throw... Do you just avoid the ogre fight? 2.30. Pick up the rock. 137. Turn to 55. So 55. Yeah, you reach in your backpack and pull out the purple silk glove. If it's snuggling on your hand, and then you bend down and pick up a good-sized rock and take aim. You throw the rock with all your might at the ogre. And it flies like an arrow to hit him on the side of the head, knocking him unconscious. Oh, yeah, let's look at page two. Oh, that's boring. That's the oh, ghoul kills you. Your adventure ends here as your tasty flesh is about to become a savory feast for the victorious ghoul. What? What's the? I'm trying to remember where. Holy you, water! You could buy. Do you know where story. the vase was on your map? Oh, I can't remember. The internet. You don't I have didn't... it written on your map. Oh wait, uh, three twenty four. Yeah, there we go. 
Okay, so 250. If I drop the vase to the ground. The vase drops to the ground but does not break, although cracks appear all over it. You begin to feel a vibration, then you notice a crack appearing all over the porch and the sides of the hut. The vibrations become stronger. Your whole body starts to, tre or to tremble and your head feels like it's about to explode. Lose two stamina. If you're still alive, turn to 82. And 82. Do you possess a potion of stillness? Which I did. Mm. If you do, turn to 235. Oh, yeah, you would have been fine. Well, I would have lost two stamina. 235. 235. You reach quickly in your backpack and pull out the small cork bottle containing the potion. You gulp down the liquid. Calm spreads through your body despite the chaos all around you. Suddenly, blah, blah, blah. You get one luck point. Okay, what happens if you don't have the potion of stillness? 13. You're super dead. The vibrations feel like shockwaves which seem to hammer your body. Your legs feel like lead and you are unable to move them. Suddenly the hut collapses and crashes to the ground. The sky darkens and a wind starts to howl all about you. The wind blows harder and becomes strong as a gale. It's force knocking you to your ground. You cling to the porch and shield your face from the dirt and debris thrown up by the Holy gale. crap. Above the deafening noise of the wind, you hear laughter followed by a deep voice rejoicing, I'm free, I'm free. You have released an earth elemental onto the world. Lose three luck? Jeez. All right. Well. Oh, you don't even fight him. You just. You don't like, even fight I'm him. Free, He's like, I'm free. I'm like, ah, no. Wait, so that's why you were sticking your hand in the thing? You were just like, poke earth, poke <laughs> elemental, poke elemental. Stop that. Stop that. Yeah. What? Man. All right. You think they could have put like a sign on the vase just like, don't break Do this? Do not touch this. Well, that was fun. That one was less frustrating than the. That, first one. that went like super well. Yeah, it was like very straightforward. It was like, okay, you go here, here, here. My throat is hurting because <laughs> of all the talking. Uh, but we need to. You're doing this like right after. Uh, Sidewalk slam? Yeah, I've been talking for like five hours straight, basically. But, uh. <laughs> oh. and there, and, yeah, there was actually no maze. Yeah. <laughs> and you, we didn't even really have an opportunity to backtrack. I got so lucky like four times. <laughs> Please, Twitch chat. <laughs> it was all skill, okay? Talk to you Thanks later. for hanging out, friends. It was a lot of fun. Bye.